Yeah, okay, Rob. Oh, we gotta get out. We gotta go. We gotta go. We'll, get, we'll continue this. Po- we'll, we'll continue this podcast next week. Where is it? Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled one good scare, huh? What do you think this is all about? You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vintage Horror Podcast, where we talk about all horror, not just the vintage kind. I'm your host, Kyle. And with me tonight, I have Mark. Hello. And Rob. What's going on? And our first special guest, Johnny. Hey. Tonight, we will be talking about The Strangers, Pray at Night, from 2018. But first, we're going to crack a cold one open with the boys. All right. So uh, let's start with Rob today. What's up, Rob? Crack a cold one open with us, man. You know, I thought I had something to say, and it's, just, it's gone now. All right, Mark, what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much, you know, fuck Rob. Do you have anything, Rob, or not? Well, obviously, he's got to say something. I don't know. It's something. It's been a week and a day. <clears throat> I'm still here. Earth's still spinning. Still working. Child's Play came out. Did you see it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> So I guess it doesn't really matter then. <laughs> Did you see Godzilla again? Uh, no, I haven't seen it again. I'm giving. I'm, I'm taking a little break. So, Mark, how's I, it going? Oh, wait, I think Kyle's got a question for you too. I don't. I think you know what question to ask him. I don't. So why don't you just ask it? Did you ever pre-order Final Fantasy VII? Oh, yeah. Did you pre-order Final Fantasy VII First Class Edition yet, or did you lie to us on Instagram or Facebook? What was that? Facebook. Twitter. First of all, get your facts straight. It was Facebook. Okay. Um, I, I didn't set a cutoff date, so you didn't do it. You said a- ASAP. ASAP happened as soon as they fucking put it up. Kyle, how many years have you known me? Okay, well, yeah, you're right. So, uh, Mark, <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. I don't remember if I even did anything in the last week either. I feel like Rob. Um, no, I don't think so. Got Fan Fest coming up next week. Going there for one guest. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Who's that? I, don't even, would, li- I would be lying if I told you because I don't remember. Just, I just know some person on the flash. <laughs> How would you be lying if you told us? Because I can't remember the person's name. It's Daniel. It might be Danielle. Sounds important. <laughs> well, they're on the flash, and so I need them to sign my flash arrow poster. Yeah, and I could be Danielle. Her name's Cecile Horton on the show. I know that. I've never seen a single episode of it. So well, I just ruined it for you. Yeah. Well, that's a lie, John. You were watching it literally like four months ago. Like you started watching it again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nothing much going on with me. Um, let's uh, hear from Kyle. Um, well, they announced that they're going to put Avengers Endgame back in theaters. I don't know if any of you guys heard that. No, it's, I didn't hear that. And it's going to have... It's never seen it. It's going to have bonus like footage in it. And I saw that have, they announced that there was like additional footage, but yeah. I didn't read it because I didn't want any spoilers. So I didn't read what it is either, but there's going to be, I think, like eight minutes of extra footage, plus they're going to have a post-credit scene. 
So I'm assuming they're doing that just to beat Avatar, like because they're so close to beating it. Forty million away. Yeah, so they're like, "Fuck that, dude! Let's put this shit back in theaters with more shit, and we're beating them." Are all three you gonna go see it though? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'll be there. I wanted to see it a second time, and I never got around to it. I only saw it twice, which is three less times than I saw Infinity War. You saw it that many times? I saw it five times. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Three times opening weekend. (laughs) Wow. Oh yeah. That, we went right. together. The yeah, same time. that's right. Um, oh. What? I remember, I remember now. All right, then go ahead. Just interrupt my no, crack him. No, I don't. I don't need to crack it anymore. You know. No, just, I, I just remembered that they um, finally like announced like the Halloween two sequel or the Halloween sequel. Ah, uh, yeah, they. That's did. what I wanted to say. I Except forgot that. they didn't. They say Halloween two. Yeah, I, I literally yeah, don't. Didn't you say it should be three. What Mark said. Yeah, <laughs> it literally doesn't make sense to me what they're doing with that. Yeah, they might as well just. Like, what are they? Is it, are they just taking it as like a full reboot then? No, because no, it's, it's still a, a sequel, sequel to, to the, the first one, one. But I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the, they're dumb and they don't realize what they did, or maybe they'll fix it later. Because yeah. you're not the only person I see uh, said that. I was looking, but I think maybe to like the general public that would confuse people. They don't have to call it Halloween too, though. But they're going. What are they going? What can they call it? I don't know. Halloween. Other random subtext title. Yeah, I know, but like, what would be good with that? You think? Nothing will ever beat the rise of Daniel Harris. <laughs> Nothing will ever beat Halloween H two O twenty years later or whatever the fuck it is. Like, or it's like Halloween H two O twenty years later. later. So yeah. it's Halloween Halloween 20, 20 years later. Yes, but that's that movie's best. great. So. Yeah. so it's Halloween Spoiler. forty years. Later. Nothing will ever beat that. Uh, they missed the boat for H forty. Well, a lot of people called it. Yeah, H40. The, yeah, the, it was H forty. Oh yeah, Kyle, it was your birthday? Get anything good? Do anything? Oh nice? yeah, so. My birthday did pass. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we were, we were supposed to go see Aladdin. Well, first of all, that was we were also supposed to watch wrestling, and you never fucking like, texted me or anything like you were yeah, supposed to. Yeah, so, you're right. So, so um, but yeah, uh, we went to Olive Garden. Rob didn't go because Rob's like that. And How confusing was that at Olive Garden? Okay, so I tried to order. They have buy one, take one right now. So I ordered like my first meal, and then... I was trying to tell her, like, yeah, but with that, I, like, my first meal, I want soup. And she's like, yeah, you don't get soup. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they never gave it to you with the buy one, take one. I'm like, yeah, they did. And she's like, no. And Mark's like, yeah, we've probably been coming here longer than you ever worked here. So <laughs> I think we know. And, but it's, and then it turns out it's, it's like she was confused because fucking dumbass Rachel. Sorry, Rachel, if you're listening to this, but you're dumb. Told her ahead of time, like, yeah, we're going to like, get salad for the whole table. So she thought we were all starting out with salad, and she thought the soup I wanted was for take home. I'm like, why the fuck? When I just sat down, would I would be ordering a soup to take home? <laughs> why the fuck would I do that? Um, that place sucks. Yeah. Whoa, we better show some goddamn respect, yeah, you Johnny. Better show some respect. Um, but Rachel got me a gift card to Taco Bell. Pizza. Um, Mark got me a gift card to the Olive Garden and Dunkin' Donuts, which I didn't open till after we got done with Olive Garden. Which doesn't matter. Rachel paid for me anyway, and he also got no. me. Well, you went to Dunkin' Donuts in the mall, and I was like, very, I kept saying, very strange. Yeah. <laughs> very also, strange. But I didn't even pay for that. Sam did. Um, Mark got me, like, these Resident Evil 2 keys that came with, like, uh, the UK edition of it, but it made by somebody on Etsy, which is still just as cool. From Kuwait. and Yeah, they're from Kuwait. And uh, he also got me a little, like, ticket thing that said, like, uh, trip to Monster Palooza. 2020 spring 2020 and then he's like yeah turn it around and on the back it said once kyle touches this all terms and conditions are agreed upon or something like that so i guess we're going to california yeah but you don't you don't like 
fun things. Well, <laughs> I don't plan on having fun. fun. I don't. <laughs> well, we're gonna go for a, a probably like five or six days and just yeah. where in California. Is it well, Pasadena? I, well, the conventions in Pasadena, <laughs> oh but like it's obviously he posted on Facebook like what's your dude do? In I Pasadena? saw that and I was like, yeah. hmm, yeah. why <laughs> would he want to go to Pasadena? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's like, where the convention you put, center. You could have put L A. Yeah, that's where the is convention it closer? I don't know where Pasadena is. It's I've uh, heard of it. I it's just like, don't know. I think it's like fifteen minutes from Burbank. Okay, so it's it, in it's Southern all, California. It's all yeah. The, yeah, it's all by L A. Yeah. yeah, but. Yeah, so, so if we go, we'll go for like five days or six days, and five days we'll sit in the hotel. The one day we'll go to the convention. That's it. So Kyle doesn't have to don't go fun. anywhere near yeah. the beach or outside. Well, I probably won't go to the beach because I don't like the beach. But uh, or maybe we will one day. Go I don't to, know. We'll probably go to In and Out. Yeah, In and Out definitely. Yeah. We're gonna go. Scope, that's good. Scope some um, horror movie like places, locations. Like, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Locations. Um, I'm gonna hit up Adam Hunter see if we can sit in on some of the MMA roasted stuff. Oh Lord! <laughs> well, I already told Sam, and she's like, "I'll tell him I'll watch his baby for him." Like while you guys record, I'm like, oh, oh, "Hell yeah!" So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But um, there's something else. Fuck. Oh, Night of the Creeps just came out on Blu-ray from Shout Factory, Scream Factory, with the Tom Atkins like toy, and I wish I fucking got it. Yeah, I don't understand why everyone's so like hyped about that. I I like the movie and stuff, but I don't understand the whole thing like Tom Atkins. Dude, like, a fucking is, Tom Atkins but, toy. But he's like, act, everyone acts like he's the coolest guy ever. You met him. He's cool as fuck. He is, no, he's a cool dude. But like to like freak out and like I don't know. Thrill me, dude. And what's cool about that is, say you pretend that's not from Night of the Creeps and it's from fucking Halloween three, and they're coming out those Halloween three toys too. They're like kids with the masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you can play Halloween three in toys. Okay, apparently I'm the only person that gives a fuck about anything around here. So what's up, Johnny? Crack one with us first, cracking. Oh, yeah, I haven't been here in a while, so this is going to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last six months, I have been. No, uh, no I don't do anything exciting. I'm a dad. I, I painted my house today. <laughs> oh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I guess we always talk about you, but like, yeah, no one knows who you are. I'm John, <laughs> a.k.a. Johnny. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. I was going to introduce you as that, but I decided not to. Um, Johnny Collada. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> what got you to like watch horror? Like, what 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 horror movies are you into? Like, talk about something like that, maybe. Um, I watched them as a kid, just like wandering blockbuster, uh, kind of drawn in by the, I guess, like the visual aspects is what kind of got me into the box art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like trying to find like that's like as a kid, like you don't really care about the names of them, or I guess sometimes if it was like. A cool name you might have picked it but mostly the art on the box um that's why i got into puppet master which was my my pick <laughs> um uh, i just thought it looked cool so that's how i got into it and my dad my dad liked horror so we watched shit together you know so Would but you- i'm a ma- mainly uh like slasher um like home invasion i guess style uh not anything that is um paranormal i hate that shit Damn, fit right in here, yeah. huh? Well, what do you feel about Friday Thirteenth Part Two? I had I had it on DVD, never opened it. It was used. <laughs> we went to Walmart once, and they had like five dollar DVDs, and I got a couple. And of all the movies, Johnny picked Friday Thirteenth Part Two. But that's a good movie. Yeah, but I'm saying, but so, he wouldn't know. So yeah, I've definitely seen it, but not that copy. <laughs> if you still have it, I would die. No, I threw it away. So that's it. Yeah. All right, then we'll throw it over to Mark. Let's uh hear about what's going on, Mark. What's um what's the top five this week? 
Well, this is your pick, Kyle. I don't care. You're the one that's in charge of this. So yeah, oh, why am I? And I created it. Oh yeah, Johnny gave us the idea for the top five. Not that I haven't heard it before on other podcasts, but no, I just thought it would be a cool yeah, idea. It, it fits is. in with this as long as we can f- keep think coming of one with because good literally, topics. like, yeah, because Mark. I, th- I thought of one just before when we started, and I was, <laughs> and I didn't just want to shout it out, but now I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If you remember it later, just yell it out during the podcast. Anytime, like, anytime doesn't yeah, matter. At any point. All right, Mark. So this week we'll be doing our top five favorite scream, scream queens, <laughs> scream, or scream kings. Scream Queens. All right, Rob. So you can start us out with your number five. Okay. So my number five pick is Danielle Harris. Uh, you know that I'm a dumb bitch and I love the Thorn trilogy. So I actually. Uh, One am, of three people in the world. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like it. I've never heard of that. So as a little kid, she does a really great job as Jamie. Um, I think for a little kid. Even though she doesn't say much in Halloween 5, pretty much anything for the most part. I think she did a really good job, um, all things considering. I'm, I'm a fan. And then seeing her later on in Rob Zombie's remake, I thought that was really cool to have her there. And she, I think she did a great job. Yeah, like the topless part. <laughs> You're fucking weird, dude. She was getting stabbed. <laughs> I didn't know that she was in, in it um, as a kid until today. <laughs> that's how much that's how much Johnny knows about horror so he's, he's perfect when I was looking up the list I read that and I was like oh I didn't know that so yeah I know she might cross a couple of people's lists but um, how do how do you feel about her and Hatchet well is it Hatchet 3 2 3 I, I think, think it's Hatchet 3 what I thought it was the first one that I, was... I don't think she's in Hatchet 1 maybe I just read it she's in Hatchet, Hatchet series and, yeah maybe yeah. that's what not how they worded it yeah. All right. So that's cool. Number five. How about you, Johnny? Uh, Kyle's going to get mad if I can't pronounce this right. I can tell you that right now. Um, Mila Jovovich. Why would I get mad? I don't know if I pronounced it wrong. Cause you're probably, no, that's, a, I think that's right. Fan. I think Did you ever right. listen. I can never pronounce anything right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Kyle really likes Resident Evil, but yeah, those are like some of my favorite movies. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? Movies? Yeah. I like the movies. <laughs> I never played the games. Dude, the first movie's good. Yeah, and I, the second one's all right. I think I saw most of them in theaters. Um, yeah, I saw the first two in theaters. Yeah, I really enjoy them, so that's why she's on my list. Did I ever tell you? I probably told definitely Mark, but I um, I have like the liquor tattooed on my arm, and I, I went to a movie once. I don't remember what I was seeing, but like I had short sleeves on, so like the claw was popping out, and the guy working behind the counter was like, "Dude, is that a liquor?" I was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, can I see? So I showed him. And he's like, dude, I love those movies. I said, yeah, I'm cutting off my arm right now. I got to go. Like, <laughs> Wait, you don't like the movies? They're terrible. But his tattoos are well, for the game, though. Yeah. Compared to the Is it because you compare it to the game? Yeah. Well, okay. I have to. The well, that Evil, makes, no, that makes sense. Resident Evil 2. It's is like right. how anything, if I read, whether it be like manga, comics, if I see the, the anime or the movies, it's, I always compare it to the source. So yeah. but like, I get that. But like I've never played the game, so oh, you should. Johnny and I were like, talking. Well, about I don't them have. I, I, unless they do they have them on PS2. They <laughs> might have anybody, an outbreak on there, right? Anybody add me on PS2? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before the podcast, Johnny and I were talking about how the Resident Evil franchise has become the Fast and the Furious had become for a long time the Fast and the Furious franchise of horror, where like people, <laughs> you just like the next film you saw the trailer, you're like. I, I went care. to see him no matter what. See it. Yeah. yeah, they there was like a lot of things where like they would do something at the end of one movie, and right in the beginning of the next one, they'd be like, "No, we got to fix this shit." 
Like when, like, yeah, I, when I haven't was, seen them in a long time, but like, I never saw the last one. I, I really, when they were, I, when I watched them, I enjoyed them. I think it was between three and four when Mila Jovovich like got cloned. Oh and yeah, there was, like, yeah, a they were, clones yeah, they were throwing them or and, something. And right in the beginning of the fourth one, I think it was like all oh, of them get slaughtered. Yeah, and they're like, yep, yep. it's just the one again. Yeah, retcon yeah. that shit. When's yeah. the last time they made one? I don't even they, know. Uh, last week, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't think ago. I've seen any of the recent ones, but they came out the final ones called like the final chapter or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I never I watched it. it. All right, Mark, what's your number five? Uh, Olivia Hussey. I don't even know who that is. Not a clue. <laughs> Jess from Black Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, you ever yeah. see Black Christmas? Or you only see the remake oh, from 2006. Here we go. Here we go. I can't believe that's not on your list. That blows my mind. I thought about putting that's her. But at the same time, what else is she in? But though, besides that, um, it. That's that girl, right? What is she in? I don't remember. No. Is that that's the girl from It? No. Oh. Then who the fuck is Olivia Hussey? The girl that plays Jess from Black Christmas. The remake? The new, the fucking one from the 70s. The one, the girl from It. The first It, the TV movie. Is she in that? I don't remember. Oh my God. If I have to fucking look this up, you're so fucking pissing me off, motherfucker. All right. Talk about her a little bit this way. <laughs> she looks good. Okay. Well, no, Got she it? was a strong female character. She didn't want to marry Peter. Yeah, that's fuck. She's in fucking it, you asshole. Dude, I, that, she, the second part of it sucks. So you just chose her, but you know nothing about her. Literally, you go to her IMDb. The fourth thing is it. I don't go to IMDb. Okay. <laughs> so that's all you have to say about her. Well, she's good in that movie because Black Christmas. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, she answers the phone and she's like, "Hello, hello!" Like screaming right away. It's fucking annoying. I mean, I love it because I love that movie, but so that's it. Yeah, you go. Okay, so my number five. If anybody can guess, I'll give you five dollars. Mila Kunis. No, Mark Patton. I motherfucking bitch. I said, "What about dudes?" And you said, "We can make one for males." Because I was gonna put Mark Patton on mine. You're stu- no, you're a stupid bitch, dude. You fucking cheated. How did I? Cheat? You you remind me of last week. <laughs> of you last week. When I said I had two for five. Now that you just did the same thing to me. <laughs> no, I did not. Yes, you did. Because I t- I literally in our text said, "What about guys?" And you said, "We could do one for male screams queens." Then. I didn't say male scream queens. I just said men in horror. Yeah, so you fucking lied. Dude, he ha- Okay, first of all, he screams better than most of the women in any fucking movie. And he has his own documentary called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. I, he I know. is the only male scream queen. Don't at me. Fuck you, Kyle. He's cool as fuck. Jesse's my guy. All right, let's, let's hear your number four, Rob. Yeah, so my number four is uh, Heather Langenkamp from the Nightmare on Elm Street series and also Hellraiser Judgment. I feel like I've seen her in her, her in real life before, but I don't recognize her. She definitely doesn't look like she did in the eighties. <laughs> she okay, so she doesn't, but she really does. Like she looks. I, I got you. When yeah. she was younger, she was so fucking adorable. But like when you see her now, you're kind of like she's not really. But then again, when you look at her back in the day, you're like, yeah, I could picture her growing up to look like that. No offense to Heather Langenkamp, lover. I don't think she's ever gonna listen to this. So you're good. Well, somebody might listen and tell her. So we got 800 fans around the world. We have listens in Ireland, Australia, the UK, Brazil. That could Brazil. be my sister's girlfriend. Wait, how much those New Jersey? <laughs> so, do you have anything else to say about her, though? No, I mean she just she came out as one of the great to me the great female leads of the '80s, and bringing her back in Nightmare on Elm Street three, I think, was a really great idea, and I think that she's one of the driving forces in that films that makes it why many people say it's the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. 
she's I think she's a really good actress and I think that she did a great job in those films and it was really cool since I I I'm a fan or semi fan of the Hellraiser franchise it was cool seeing her in Hellraiser Judgment and she plays a landlady and I like when I saw her I was like why do I feel like I recognize her I don't know who that is and I looked at the IMDb and I was like oh would you look at that right on how about uh, how do you feel about her coming back for a new nightmare so have you actually seen new nightmare yeah new nightmare i have mixed feelings about and i want to kind of reserve some of those feelings because i'm eventually going to pick that i'm okay fine. spoiler great. alert great so okay. I great. <laughs> guess i'll get my blanket and pillows ready <laughs> all right johnny what's your number four jessica beale okay that works yeah that's my girl <laughs> um i believe her first that was her first role like major acting role in texas chainsaw like after seventh heaven um, and like for, for, I think it was like her, her first feature film. From what role. I was reading, I said it was like her first major role, like role. And I thought she was really good in that. And she's a nice looking girl. So, <laughs> like, oh I'm like Kyle for that <laughs> one. <laughs> like after Seventh Heaven, though, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. No, I think she was still in Seventh Heaven because that went on until 2004. So. Yeah, but that's a. Sh- that, but I'm I saying, like, I think they were saying film. film. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But she definitely but. was. In, I think Summer Catch came out before that. No idea. She was like the. What, but I agree. The, she does look well, good. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that. I was watching it the other night. Yeah, and like to jump into horrors, I feel like that's pretty tough from that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I thought it was good. That's I like that movie a lot. So we have that in common. That that's a good, I, I do like that remake. Yeah, I've seen the original, yeah. but I do like the remake. Well, that is the original, so I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, what's your number four? Adrian King, or Adriana King? Adrian King. Yeah, from Friday Thirteenth no Part One, Two. And four, <laughs> whatever one has the archive footage of her. I think one, two, and three, and maybe four. I don't know. She has it, but I think something from Fire Thirteenth. If you look at her like Wikipedia, she's in so many credits for stuff. But like for voice looping, what is that even? Is that did she get something like sampled from something she screamed or something, and they use that as a scream? Maybe or maybe when she, the whole like uh, it's what in about. Jason, the boy from the lake. It's literally in like 20 movies she's in. If you look at her Wikipedia. I don't know. I'm assuming yeah. that's what that is. But yeah, she was going to be my, like top my higher one. But then, you know, you know who the rest are. So I, I don't, but we'll, we'll find, find out. out. You're number four, Kyle. Daniel Harris. Never heard of her. Dude, right she's now. so hot. You got to get a picture with her. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. One of Steve's like. So Steve's ex-girlfriend's brother like said like oh she dude she's so fucking hot i gotta get a picture of her i said what about her from like halloween or anything he's like no she's just like hot i'm like so you're just gonna take pictures of random hot girls like on the street he's like no but don't you do that who yeah no i mean i do okay so she is nice looking but she's in halloween she four smiles five. weird yeah, yeah she like makes weird faces when she takes pictures with people but she's cool as fuck um her husband was actually really cool at monster mania like yeah, he's, he's a cool I, He dude. puts up with a lot of bullshit. I'm going to tell you well, that. He probably people knows like dudes. Yeah, people walk up with like gifts all the time for her. And she's like, oh, thanks. And like, I don't, it's fucking weird to me. But he probably knows Didn't the role he has somebody have a Victoria's Secret bag the one time? Yeah, that's what oh, she, okay. yeah. yeah, shit like that. And I, I'm like, weird. I would, and he just like deals with it. I'm like, wow. But, but he knows the role he's got to play for yeah. her to make money. But I don't know what she does or he does, I mean, for a living. He's probably just her agent or something. But, <laughs> you know, if she was like, if she went around and she was like known as like a bitch or something like that, you know how many dudes wouldn't go up to her? Yeah. And how many dudes I just go up? They would not care. But I'm saying, you know how many dudes go up to her just because she's good looking? Yeah. Like Steve's. Steve's friend? Yeah. Who has seven pictures of Kane Hodder in a row on Instagram. Same picture, too. It's not even different pictures. They all have different captions, I'm pretty sure, too. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Daniel Harris. She as in four and five, even as a like little girl, she was such a good actor. Like the way she did like her crying and I don't know, just her emotions. I'm surprised that she acted that well. I just hate um, in five when she's like. Oh. And then when she's like, oh, my God. At the end, what the, what the fuck is her name? Christina's dead or um, fuck, I don't remember. But, um, she, yeah, she does look good, and she looks good in Rob Zombie's Halloween remakes. So, I don't know. Rob, what about your number three? Yeah, what's your number three? So, my number three, it kind of was going back and forth oh my with my number two. God, you've been hanging out too much. You've been out with me too much. It's, it's really definite, but I wasn't sure. So, three and oh, two are one, constantly right? swapping. So, if you tell me there's a tie, I'm fucking joke slamming someone through your table. I have two number three. No, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> right. uh, no, number three is Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. I liked... Uh, Disrespectful, it, but okay. Jamie Lee Curtis got beat out by, we'll find out in the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was tough for me. It was really tough for me, and I have my reasons for it. But, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis, legendary as one of the originators, if not the original, quote-unquote, scream queen Mm -hmm. she is incredible she defined the role she defined uh halloween when i think of halloween i don't just think of michael myers i think of laurie strode Uh, that's just halloween one and two are some of my favorite horror movies of all time halloween two i love even though objectively nothing really happens for a really long time whoever says i would literally beat your fucking ass i swear (laughs) to god I thought we agreed that nothing happened. It's, it's still a good, good movie. movie. I don't give a fuck. I, I just, say, I just subjected. If anyone doesn't like this movie, I'll beat you up in real life. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut that out. Come to my, come to my house, 571 Michigan Ave. <laughs> That's my old address. Friends <laughs> like, whose fucking address is that? Someone's going to show up with the, like, Jay and Silent Bob. Well, I think a state trooper lives there, so please don't show up there because you're getting shot. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that was my number three. All right, all right, Johnny, what's your number three? Shawnee Smith. Squad. Kyle's about to jerk off. Please delete what I just said. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anyone to know that. Yeah, um, well, Mark doesn't know who Shawnee Smith is. I know is. who she is. No, he didn't. Yes, I did. Who is she? She's, She's in Saw. Yeah. And The Blob, 1988. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I, The Blob is one of the movies I watched as a kid that I really liked, but I didn't know she was in that until. You've been hanging out with Mark too much. I've seen the, I've, I've seen the Blob, but didn't know she was in it until Kyle said it. Yeah. Um, but so oh, that's one of my favorite like, horror franchises, and she's in I think at least appears or in some fashion in almost every one of them, except maybe one. Um, and I think her character development's pretty cool. How she's like one of the victims and becomes yeah. That's what I was saying before I had that she feeling, becomes yeah. um when you said the that, villain. I had a but, feeling you were gonna say but that. But it's kind of cool how she becomes it because she was a victim and that that helped her as she says. But yeah, yeah, she does act really good, and when she gets thrown into the uh like pit of needles oh, I thought it's one of the worst scenes yeah, ever yeah i almost die every time every I like time i've like, seen it, it, it yeah. i it hate that one yeah that's yeah. that's the worst. only time i during a horror movie i have ever had to walk out of a room because i have a deep like i have a huge fear of needles so like a second that scene opened up i was like nah, no, no yeah the crazy nope. thing is it's not gory it just no, no it just it's gets, probably the least amount of blood seen but it yeah. oh that the scene fucks me up i yeah i might need to take a mental health day tomorrow all right mark number three i'll give you 77 cents if you guess it you're wrong um <laughs> okay go ahead um it's marilyn burns 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, of course. I thought you said Mr. Burns. I was like, what? <laughs> no. So I, she's like one of the original Scream Queens from like the 70s. For sure. For sure. R.I.P. Though she died a couple years ago. And like her scenes, when people think about her, definitely very iconic scenes. Yeah, because her, her screaming so good. Yeah, very good. And she got away. Oh, speaking of that, I never... Okay, so remember when I said somebody had to get dubbed over their screams? I remember what it was. I forgot to mention on the last podcast. What was it? It's the girl from Halloween Resurrection. She couldn't scream. Which one, though? The they do that a character. lot, though, don't they? Well, that girl was like, they liked her a lot, but she could not scream, and she almost didn't get cast for it. I've, I've read that before about other people, too, that they, they've yeah. used different uh, people to scream. But, yeah, the main girl. Anyway, what else about her? Nothing That's else. It? Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Number three? So, my number three is Janet Lee from Respect. Psycho. From Psycho, yeah. Yeah. I thought because, wait, I feel like you have to. Like, yeah. I was hoping that someone Wait, I thought she was from Halloween H2O. Yeah, she is in Halloween I didn't H2O. know she was in Psycho. Sorry. Okay. You're so dumb. But honestly, I don't think there is a more iconic screaming scene ever. Ever. I agree. Ever. Yeah. When she's in the shower and yep. um, I don't want to spoil the movie, but when the curtain gets opened up and she starts getting stabbed in that scream, the music behind it, that's probably the, the most chocolate. iconic most iconic thing ever so i agree number two rob yeah so number two is nev campbell um that's i grew up with scream that was one of the first horror movies like modern horror movies coming out as in theaters when i was a kid like that i was introduced to and it was yeah. really so last week <laughs> no, i'm just kidding it's all the tv show on netflix <laughs> i'm pretty sure so we watched mask. scream three in hawaii we probably did. That's that. I wouldn't doubt that. I'm pretty sure we did because I also that's the first time I watched Donnie Darko. I was like, should I watch this movie? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, is it good? You were like, no. It's it's good, but it's but you but you're like, like yeah. but I was like, is it as good as people say? And you were like, go watch it. Yeah, so. it's a movie you have to watch, but it's weird. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I think that's what you said. You were like, it's just one of those movies that you just got to watch. And then like you don't know what happened, and you research, and you can research for five hours and still be like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. So she she was just great. Uh, no. Scream Four we watched in Hawaii. That could that's probably because 2011, more right? right? Yeah. So that's when we were, yeah. So Scream Four that we watched in Hawaii. Anyway, uh, she was great in all of them, and I'm looking forward to the day that we get to crack open a cold one, talk about Scream some more, and review any one of those films. Hell yeah, brother! Um, Johnny, what's your number two? Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, a little so, disrespectful, but. <laughs> uh i don't know what else there is to say than that yeah. rob didn't touch on you know she's just iconic for sure so mark number two you know it's got to be one of the two right <laughs> maybe obviously nev campbell That's, yep i lo- love my life <laughs> That's all you had to say. I don't know. I don't know what to say because <laughs> Rob's going to talk about it. That's going to be your next one. I know that. Okay, so my number two <laughs> is Nev Campbell. So yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. So so obviously, like her her role was iconic in Scream, but it also I I don't want to say it was the first strong um, Scream queen, but she was like one of the first that like took no bullshit from like the killer the whole time. She was like, yeah, no, it's not going down how you want, and she kind of broke that typical trope but then she also created the one where people just run upstairs like she was kind of <laughs> fucking as much as she shit on that kind of shit she did it too so yeah and of course they spoofed on it a lot in scary movie mm-hmm. um but yeah pretty iconic and then she's also in the craft and that's she doesn't do any screaming in there she barely talks but that's a good movie i think she just loses her skin or something right that's my wife so they're still talking about her like that let it be known she kissed me got proof so 
All right, Rob, what's your number one? <laughs> All right, so when we did this list, I wasn't... Five minutes ago. I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I, I wasn't 100... Are you, you I'm going to guess real quick. I just want to guess. This Sigourney Weaver. It's 100% correct. There yeah. he goes. Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if it would have been Scream Queens, like if I had known that from like the get-go, I would have put Jamie Lee Curtis at the top because of... It doesn't matter. It's all the same. She's yeah, a Scream Queen. The reason why I put Sigourney Reaver as Ripley at my top is because, one, I love Aliens. Alien, I love that franchise. But to me, in an era where you had the last girl trope all the way, she was a last girl, obviously. Final girl. Final girl, yeah. Uh, She obviously was the final girl in Alien. And her character arc is so awesome between Alien and Aliens that takes her from initially just this just a survivor mentality, just trying to escape, just trying to survive the night to now I'm going to fight back and I'm going to be one of the first real strong, well-written female heroes uh, in a a horror or sci-fi horror film. And I think that she did a really, really great job with that. And that her role as Ripley, even though they've, they kind of butchered the character as it went on (laughs) uh, in Aliens 3 and... Uh, Resurrection. It? Resurrection, right? Alien Three is not as bad as like everyone says it is. No, true. Alien Three is depressing. Resurrec- Resurrection is not that good. Mark likes what everyone else doesn't like. Here we no, go. No, but I'm saying everyone always shits in those two. But no, I don't mind. I enjoy them all. Yeah, but three's, I just think Three is not as bad as everyone says. And like Alien Three, her character confronting, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it. Confronting inevitability and confronting, uh the demons you know the alien that's been chasing her this whole time that she's been fighting against i think it was i think it was great and i really give props to sigourney reaver for bringing that role to life and making us believe in her and so she stands as my as my number one you know strongest female character or best female character yeah i understand that that's respectful so yeah it was good reasoning you know that part wasn't written for a woman yeah, so I, I, I they originally that. wrote that. It was just like it was mostly for a guy, but then I think she came in and tried out, and they were like, "No, we have to give this to her." Yeah, Ridley Scott really liked her. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool that she was able to break that barrier. Yeah, I mean, we talk about breaking glass ceilings. She she did it. Nobody talked about breaking best glass ceilings. We're talking about barriers here, Rob. Johnny, what's your next pick? What's your number one, boy? Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> oh my God, I totally forgot about her. I didn't. I thought about putting her on my I, list. Yeah, was, she oh almost made. She it was like the one. Like, so when I looked up the list to help yeah. guide me make mine, she stuck out just because. Please do conventions. Um, yeah. that uh, I know what you did last summer. Was, yeah, it just like sticks out. It was one of my favorite movies. I literally just ordered. I know what you did last summer shirt. Yeah, shout out to Cavity Colors. They just came out with the shirt and pins and for from it, and I might get one. The, oh, they have a pin for it. Oh, I'll tag you. All right. Actually, I'll have Rob tag you. Because you can win the two pins from it. So if he tags you and one other person, then you can tag him and one other person because me, Mark, and Sam already did it. All right. But yeah, um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just... What are you waiting for? Yeah, I was about to say that to Mark. <laughs> what are you waiting for? What, what am I waiting, waiting for? What am I waiting for? Fuck you. Scary. All right. Yeah, Mark, what's your number one? Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hell yeah, brother. From Freaky Friday. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> Freaky Friday is good. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, it good is. Movie. Lindsay Lohan. Christmas Crank's it, so. good. But obviously Halloween, Prom Night, Terror Train. What about Halloween H2O? Halloween H2O, what Halloween about Resurrection? 2. Resurrection. Yeah, there we go. What Kiss about Halloween t- 2018? 2018. <laughs> Did you ever see her in Virus? No, I've never even heard of that. pretty good. She's also in True Lies. Does the weird dances for Arnold Schwarzenegger. The weird scene. <laughs> is that where she's topless? Yeah. Uh, that's what she's, she's in her underwear. Thing. 
What? She does the light. No. Where is she topless then? Um, not in that. Uh, I don't remember what company it was, but they sent me uh, a sticker, and it's got like I don't. I think it was like a. I'm trying to remember what Randy says from Scream. It was either a Michael Myers like shape mask or like um, a jack o' lantern, but it's like her like naked in it, like topless. I was like, dude, this one trading best. trading places. Maybe yeah, maybe that was it. I was like, this is one of the best stickers I ever got. I don't know I, what to do. Steve's with the first one that commented was like, dude, where'd you get that from? He did. He I was like, where the fuck you get that? I said you could just borrow if you want to jerk off real quick. <laughs> and so Kyle, what's your number one? Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. And let me explain why. What, did you want to explain? No, because like, you got that sticker? <laughs> yeah. Every, when I got that sticker, I said, she's got to be number one. No. Um, when I hear the the term screen queen, she's the first thing I think of. It, the first thing that pops in my head. Same. Yeah. To me, she is the defining role of a screen queen. And um, it's just crazy that her and her mom were able to be such iconic roles in horror movies. And um, yeah, love her. I wish she would do more conventions. Has she I, done them? She done used one to. like th- 2013. She did Horror Hound, and but she seemed like really nice. I like I think because um, didn't you have to have tickets ahead of time? Yeah, or? you had to pre-order basically everything. And she but, says she does not into that stuff, but she like likes meeting fans. Yeah, so that's, I don't she understand. looked like so nice when she was talking to people and meeting them. Probably because she doesn't do them all the time, and like yeah. she's not fucking sick of weirdos. Yeah, she's not burnt out. Yeah, yeah. But she does book signing, so I w- she did one in New Jersey a couple years ago. I wish I went. Yeah, but. So that's my number one too. This was a good uh, top five. I like it. I like how you had Jennifer Love you as number one. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> that's just funny to me. Uh, she's good, I don't, man. Yeah, I know. She, it's a nice girl. But she's like one of those other roles that like scary movie. So why should I picked her over Jamie Lee Curtis? Was just because I don't know. Maybe when that movie came out, it just stuck with me more. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely when we were younger, so it came out right at the right time to be nostalgic for us. Like, I don't, I don't know. I might have seen that before I even saw Halloween, but I don't. That's know. understandable. Yeah, but yeah, there's probably a lot of kids around that time that did see that before Halloween, and they saw Scream and whatnot, and then they got into horror and yeah. back to yeah, like the older stuff. That's probably what happened. I'm surprised that like Rob didn't put like um, Barbara Crampton or something on there, because you like Reanimator, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it's just be- hard for me because like I was I I didn't know which direction we were going in Scream Queen because yeah. the back and forth. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, I you're fine. It is. It is what it is. I'd it say worked. we do a do over, but you literally wrote it five minutes ago, so I don't think <laughs> he could do honorable <laughs> mentions. Did that while we were doing this honorable mentions. I did have one, but I didn't include. I didn't write it down. I forget who it was. Well, that's good. I was gonna say <laughs> honorable mentions, yeah. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel who? Rachel? Like our friend Rachel? Yeah. Rachel Ostevich? Probably one of the best looking girls in UFC. I'm going to tell you that right now. Don't at him. Don't at me. Even though I don't know if anybody who listens to this watches UFC. but Okay, so now we're going to talk about the strangers. <laughs> On to the main event. <laughs> there you go, Johnny. Sealing my lines. Um, I wonder where that's going to be put. What do you mean? Nothing. Go on. <laughs> If it was gonna, in your ass, you'd know. <laughs> you're going to put it before the episode. No, I'm not. I already know what I'm putting before the episode. But we didn't save anything, so you're an asshole. I did save it. You're an asshole. I have 10 minutes of fucking recording before also, we started recording. Did Also, did I don't know if I... Um, so we're moving on to the movie now, but I want to shout out Kyle for putting the trailer of The Strangers Pray at Night in the last podcast we did. Don't worry, it'll be in this one. That Probably right now. This place seems empty. I think everybody leaves after Labor Day. 
This is nice, right? There's someone else staying here? Is Tamara home? I think you have the wrong trailer. I thought we were all alone. So The Strangers, Pray at Night, was released March 9th, 2018. Had a budget of $5 million. Did you see that too? Yes. And Well, Johnny has that weird website, right? I didn't check it just because it was a newer movie. I thought that it was probably easier to find the stats of like the budget and well, like, what, what it made. What site was that? that it's used? called like The Numbers. Yeah. So I looked on there. They don't even have it on there. Really? Yeah. Um, they didn't have it on IMDb either. It was on. It was either that's the numbers, weird. Of course, this is the one that I was like, oh, they'll be able to find it, and no. I didn't look. No, at no, it. No, it no, was it's on, on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, uh-huh. it was on Wikipedia, and there was another site too. It was on. Maybe it was the numbers, but there was no. Or maybe it was box movie box office or something. Didn't have it. Maybe the numbers did. Box but, office mojo. Yes, that's the one. Either way, um, it grossed in the U.S. twenty four point four million, but all around the world it was about thirty altogether. It was like twenty nine point something. That's very low, honestly. Yes, but it definitely made its money back. I know, but saying for such a popular, like how popular the first one well, is, yeah, yeah. But it also it came out so much later, and it also came out to really mixed reviews, which we will. Which I, I didn't mm-hmm. go see it because of that. I think I asked you, I asked Mark, yeah, when it came out, like if it was good. And he was, I won't say what he said, but um, it didn't make me want to go see it. <laughs> so it was rated R. Had a runtime. They do have it on the numbers. You might have been looking at a different. Website. Then it might have been box office mojo. And then I saw it on the numbers, but it was on Wikipedia as well. Um, but I was surprised they didn't have it on IMDb. That was weird to me. Yeah, because the numbers is cool because they do like DVD sales, Blu-ray, and yeah. all of that. Which, if I think for the opening weekend, it was like ten thousand or ten million dollars or something like that. But then if you break it down by how many theaters and like um, everything like that, like it only grossed like four thousand per theater or something like that for the opening weekend. I remember when we saw it, it was, our theater was pretty packed. Yeah. Um, it had a runtime of an hour and 25 minutes and it has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. So we'll jump right into this mother sucker. I thought that I couldn't believe that it was that short. 
it okay so when we saw it in theaters i thought it felt longer than that but i think that's just one of those things where the first time you see a movie you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. it just seems so long um, it was directed by what is that? Do you, Johannes. Johannes Roberts. Is that how it's pronounced? Johannes. Yeah. Johannes Roberts, whose only real big movie was Forty Seven Meters Down, which is a newer like shark movie. Yeah, I try to watch that. I think it's on Netflix, and uh, I got bored. I, yeah, I'm sure it's not good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're making a sequel to that. Wait, um, is this the one with Mandy Moore? Right? No. Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. I think it's the one with Mandy Moore. Now, so I want to watch it. No, Forty Seven Meters. Is she in that? The one where they get trapped in the shark cage. Yeah, I think underwater. she's in that one. Yeah, I don't know. I've never I thought seen that was the one she was surfing. You're thinking of Blake Lively. Yeah, that's Shallows. Yeah, the Shallows. The shallows. Yeah. Okay, so maybe she's in <laughs> that one. Fucking Rob. <laughs> also, my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> the cast: Christina Hendricks. Um, we might know her from Mad Men, Zoolander Two. Apparently, I didn't even know she was in that. She was in Rick and Morty. She played Unity, which <laughs> is <laughs> one of the best characters. Uh, Drive. Toy Story 4 and Lost River was another big one of hers, but I don't even know. But she did is. a lot of voice acting, right? When I was looking it up, yeah. like, bad I saw Santa that. Too. Also, Bad Santa too. Oh, yeah. She's on that new TV show, Good Girls, which I just started watching recently. I don't even know what that is. It's is on, she a big character? She, she she's in, the main character in that. She was in other stuff like Grey's Anatomy, it said. And I, was looking yeah, I saw that. That like, came up on higher on her list, too. Yeah. I should have asked Amanda watched the movie with it, and she watched Grey's Anatomy, and she didn't pick it up. So I, think, I don't think she's a big character. No, I think she was like on maybe one or two episodes. Yeah, Good Girls. She's like Amanda's like really good with noticing faces from mm-hmm. actors and what movies they've been in, and she didn't notice it. So uh, Martin Henderson, who I guess his biggest roles are like The Ring, because he was like the yeah uh, I, male I, yeah lead I, in that yeah he's the dude the boyfriend I which guess. I don't even remember I saw that forever ago when I hear that movie so spoiler alert. Um, he's from. He's in also in Smoke and Aces and Torque. Smoke and Aces was a good film. I saw it once and I couldn't pay attention to it. It was a little out there. Yeah, but I, I like that. I saw the cover. Or, Flyboys wasn't bad either. A t- cheesy action film. You like pilots kind of stuff though. Yeah. Um, Bailey Madison, who was her biggest role, was probably uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Once, probably Once Upon a Time too. Yeah, she's on Once Upon a Time. But she wasn't in a lot of it. She's like who the, is she on Once? once she's upon like a time. Uh, young Snow White. But she wasn't okay. in a lot of it. Because I, I looked through like all the cast of that, and she was. I searched through the first, like I don't know, 20 people, and she wasn't there. I don't know. She did a good enough job. That, like As soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, that's I didn't pick up on that. I, I was like, why show. do I know you? So like, Why is this so familiar to me? But yeah, she, she did she a good job. She also had a good witch, too. She was also in a movie called The Night Before Halloween. And she's all the best thing she's probably ever been in is Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, <laughs> which has got <laughs> a good movie, which has fucking Kimbo Slice as Santa Claus. No yes, way. It does, dude. Oh dude, when that was on TV, that's why I watched it. Well, I mean, R.I.P. Like, yeah, R.I.P. But she's all, I think she's on The Good Witch, which is on like the Hallmark Channel. Fuck Hallmark Channel. My dad watches it. <laughs> your dad Not also, on purpose, dad though. Your dad also orders movies when he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so. you're right. And then t- and then leaves the porn on. He doesn't do that anymore. We don't get HBO. Uh, uh, Lewis Pullman, who is Bill Pullman's son. He looks just like him, so it's really yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, he does. Um, he was in Bad Times at the El Royale, and he was also in Battle of the Sexes, but I don't think he was like a big role in that. Um, we also have... Damien. He's also going to be in the new Top Gun too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But the thing is, so I looked on IMDb. I saw that, but on IMDb, it's he's not listed on there, which is weird. Um, Damien Maffei. Is that how it's pronounced? Something like that. And he's in. I'm dreaming of a white doomsday Christmas with the dead. 
don't know what that is. And the house that cried blood. He looks like he mostly does like stunt kind of work and yeah. stuff like that and smaller horror movies. And then we have Emma Bellamy who plays Dollface and she's um, in Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco, which is like an upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl who played the pinup girl, which who's the only really other character in this. She did like a lot of other stuff on movies like accounting and like behind the scenes kind of shit. It was like her first big role. All right, so the movie starts out strong with uh, we're the kids of America or kids of America with kids in America, kids, kids in America. America. Kim Wilde, show some goddamn fucking respect right now to the eighties. <laughs> insert the song here. Um, insert song here now. Whoever's editing this, insert kids in America now. But then it cuts out kind of fast as you see like um a truck driving up. Yes. Yeah, that well, killed like, my vibe immediately. I was like, <laughs> how it just cut out? Like that? Yeah, I was, like, yeah. Just I was ready to rock out. And then yeah. I'm like, fuck. But then I, it, it's cool how this movie does this kind of stuff. As the truck that you see is pulling down like a road, it pulls up to a house and it slowly gets louder because you can tell it's playing. Yeah, from the I truck. thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah the they, they do a back. lot of cool stuff with audio in this movie. Um, there's a knock at a door, and an older lady like wakes up and walks over to the door. And she like knocks on the door. Or, I mean, she looks out the window on the door and sees the truck, but there's nobody there. And well, originally, she tries to wake up her, her husband or something like that, but he's like, he's probably a scared bitch. He said, I don't hear anything. I'm <laughs> keep my eyes shut. Uh, and, like, at, so she locks the door because she sees the truck and... Uh, oh, I thought she was opening it. I was like, what are you no, doing? No, I think she saw the truck and no, nobody out there. So she's like, fuck, I need to lock the door. So she's like putting the chain on it. Yeah. I don't know if it was already locked, though, the door. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I couldn't catch it. But, yeah. And I was like, why would you put, unlock it? No, but they always do that. So I yeah. didn't think much people, of it. Yeah, people love to investigate. Uh, and so she hears a sound and turns to find Dollface standing in the shadows, just kind of looking at her. What we do in the shadows. And does she say something like, what are you what doing, are you in, doing my in my house? house? Like, yeah. Why are you in my house? Like, what? That was like Who the is least... in my house? There was like no panic in that line either. It was like, what? Why are you in my house? Well, live in a trailer park. Probably a bunch of fucking meth addicts or something like that. <laughs> um, there's a shot of like dog, the German shepherd in bed and the husband sleeping. And then you see Dollface lie down next to him. Most confusing part of this entire movie, why the dog didn't move. I, well, okay, so bad dog. just like that Sarah Stern girl, you know what I'm talking about, uh, Wall or Neptune, she got yeah. m- murdered. The kid said like the dog just sat there and stared the whole time as she, like he killed her. That kid was just also being a cocky little bitch. So. Yeah, but I'm saying like, well, he also that was also a beagle, and Penny would just sit there and fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, he wouldn't be helping either. Uh, and then that cuts to the title card, which I love the like um, the font for this film. Mm-hmm. It's like an old 80s. Like it horror cool. book. Yeah. yeah it's it fucking nice. awesome. Real nice. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then it cuts to like a suburban kind of house. You see the city in the background. Did we know what city that was? So originally when I first saw the movie, I thought it was Washington, like Seattle, because I thought that was the Seahawks stadium. Yeah. But then when I realized that that's the Brown stadium, so it's Cleveland. So do, you know where the, do you know where they shot it? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah. An abandoned town that the airport bought, because I guess it was too close. So... Well, I guess well, well we didn't get to that part yet, but yeah, like the trailer park. Or yes, something. they so bought he, they bought that and built it. Was that one of your trivia? Is that why? No, you I, just, no I knew that from like trying to look where it was filmed. Let like, Johnny breathe, okay. Um, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's like a sub. They live right outside the city in like a suburban neighborhood, and Mike, the dad, is loading up the van. I think they have. They don't have an SUV, right? There. Minivan, minivan, minivan. minivan. Uh, Dodge see, Grand, Grand Caravan. How the fuck do you know that? Sponsored by Dodge. 
Sponsor uh, us, Dodge, Do- Doge. The, Doge. Da- the daughter, Kinsey, is sitting like on her bed crying, and the mom, Cindy, not to be confused with Kinsey. What the fuck is her name? Cindy. No, no, the daughter. Kinsey. Kinsey. That is the worst Kin- fucking... No, Kinsley, isn't it? No, I think it's Kinsey. Well, that is the no, worst Kinsey, fucking name right. I ever heard in my life. I, I, I would have bet a million dollars that her name was Kenzie. They do not call her Kinsey in that movie once. No, they say Kenzie sometimes, but in the beginning they say her name like... They say Ken's or Kenzie. They don't say Kins that's or like, Kinsey. That's like our the kid Brendan I used to work with. Everyone always called him Brandon. <laughs> and he still gets mad to this day. I do it on Xbox. That made me so mad when I saw that at the end. Like I was like, for, I've never heard of the name Kinsey. Kinsey. And then I was so convinced that it was that's Kenzie like the, the whole time. Lindsay and Lindsay. Literally in my notes it says... What's Ken's the whole time, and then at the end, I said I wrote Kinsey, and I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> That's like when the person's name is Anthony and Amford me. I have no, okay that I don't even know. I think you made that up. <laughs> no one's seen Mean Girls. Mean Girls, super fan. All right, what the fuck? Um, so anyway, Cindy comes in and tells Kinsey that they're going to be late and they have to hurry up. So. Um, they head out to the van. Well, they Sydney Sid Sid Sydney. Sid, 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 I can't remember her fucking name because Kinsey. Cindy. Cindy goes to grab the bag and she's like, "I got it." And she's like, "Oh, real mad." And then well, she okay, like turns well, and is like crying like a little bitch. What I don't like about this scene is something seems off. Like everything's too in focus, or or the foreground's yeah. way too focused, and then the background looks kind of in focus, and it like it looks like they're filmed at two different times, and then. Put on top of each other. When I watched it, I thought like my TV was like not buffering, like my Amazon Prime wasn't buffering, like didn't buffer all the way. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I remember when we saw it in theaters, I th- thought the same thing. That was like something's off about this fucking scene, the way it's filmed. But didn't maybe you told me that they used like a camera where everything could be put in focus or out of focus or something maybe. like that. So that and that's what looks off about it. Like the background is too in focus. I didn't. I don't remember noticing it in the theaters, but watching it on my TV, I thought like. My my stuff is buffering or something. Yeah. So they head out to the van, and Cindy says to Mike, the dad, um, she's like she doesn't have to like it. Saying pretty much wherever the, whatever's happening, they're kind of forcing Kinsey to go along with it. Um, they say how Luke's at the baseball park, and that they're going to be late, but Uncle Marv is going to leave a key. And so she leaves a message for him. Well, once they're like driving, because that doesn't yes. happen until after they pick up Luke. I think. That made me mad that they said baseball park. I thought that too, because even when like I was writing it down, I'm like, did they say park? It's yeah. fucking weird. It's not. <laughs> Who says baseball park? Yeah, like what would field. you say? Well, a baseball, baseball field. A baseball oh, park whoa. is where they play like big baseball games. Not fucking. No, he could, I would been in the majors, Lukey boy. He looks like he's going to. Yeah, they're um, wearing a full uniform. <laughs> Like he's like 29 years old. So I love when they say like how everything fit and then they do like a handshake like they've never done that handshake oh my before God. ever. But They th- missed too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh my like they've God, never done hurts. it ever, but they're trying to make it seem like they have. It's fucking weird. Um, They get in and leave to go get Luke. Uh, mom and dad are, are... I think Luke says how mom and dad are going broke over sending you know, things away. Yeah, they're going broke. And then... uh. The, I like how like the family's like, no, we're not. And they're like, oh, then why'd you cancel the cable? And right away, they just shut the fuck up. They're like, <laughs> yeah, we got Netflix. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we got Netflix. Uh, so uh, I like how like um, Kinsey's like, you're being a dick. And then, uh, or he said, stop being a dick. You're being a dick. What is it? Oh, no, you're being a dick. Yeah. And then. He's like, you're a queef. Yeah, you're a queef. That's a, what's queef? <laughs> no, like, seriously. what's a queef? No, seriously. And like, everyone's just like quiet. And he's like, no, seriously, what's queef? And Cindy like kind of like puts her hand on his like wrist. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> just, just drive, honey. Um, so then they're at a diner. 
And well, at this point too, we find out that they're going to drop Kinsey off at a boarding school. Uh, in the car ride, they a say boring that. school. Yes, boarding, boarding. Both, it's the same shit. Boarding school. I didn't say boring. I said I, boarding. I heard what you said, but but I'm saying yeah, that's yeah. that's the point. That's where they're taking her. So you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're at like a diner, and Cindy goes like outside to talk to Kinsey, who's smoking. Smoking six twenty three. We even talked, bad kid. Yeah, we even talked about this in the theater. You can tell she's like not inhaling, and me and Mark both were like, "What the fuck?" Like. You can tell she doesn't smoke, so what the fuck is like happening yeah, that, here? They, the, yeah, I know. And so we didn't realize to, well, when it came up later, we're like, oh, see, that's good. Yeah. Um, but she talks about how none of her friends are getting sent away, and she's just like a teen. And I guess Cindy says like she was a teen once too, and she did dumb shit. But She says she, she wishes she, somebody sent her away. Yeah, somebody was there to like help her out. Fun fact about the diner, there was members of the Night of the Living podcast in the uh, background really yeah did they uh, well i was gonna I say there were extras know, in that yeah. scene that's pretty cool so keep doing the podcast and maybe you'll be extras <laughs> Dude, <laughs> not the way we talk yeah <laughs> you ever see james on bob strikes back when they're the extras in the background and they're like doing too much yeah 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 <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the fucking matt damon movie yeah yeah the matt damon and um yeah. what's his name ben 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 Affleck. Affleck. what was it called that movie called I don't remember what the, the, Good the sequel is. Oh. Goodwill Hunting 2, two. Get Apples or something. What was it? <laughs> like something apples, right? I don't know. The big apple. I don't, I don't remember. No, because he says, how do you like them apples? But, but he says Goodwill Hunting, rap on Goodwill Hunting Part 2 something. Like, oh. And it's funny. Um, so, that, go ahead. And the, but then at this scene too, Kinsey or McKinsey, whatever the fuck your name is. Kinsey. She's like, it would just be the three of you, just like you. it always should have been. And then Cindy's like, did you really think that? Yeah, like, she's the mad girl. She's, she's, trying the, to, she's the emo girl. She's trying to go for whatever hurts. Uh, then next scene is them driving in, like, a foggy, dark... Getting to Gatlin Lake. Yeah, that's the name of the trailer park they're driving to. And Which I think that name's from a Stephen King book, right? Does anyone know from what that's from? Zero idea. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't remember what book, too, but I think it's from a book from Stephen King. Really good use of lighting and atmosphere here going yeah. going forward. How great they, they do a really good job with this, honestly. Yeah, throughout. how it's foggy, dark, ominous. But, like, sometimes the, foggy, the fog is, like, too cheesy, like, overdone. I don't think so. so no, 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 no. I'm saying in some films. Oh. And some films, they have a hard time balancing lighting and fog. Yeah. This one, I think it, it was very artfully done. Well done, this film. And then while they're driving, they drive up and they're talking about, like, wonder if anyone's even here. And Sydney says, Sid. Cindy. Cindy. I'm thinking fucking Sydney Prescott. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cid, I can't even say her name. Cindy. Cindy. Got, don't Jesus worry. Christ. I'll just say Cindy and you finish. Okay, thanks. Cindy says, no, everyone leaves for after Labor Day. There you go. And then they make it up to, I guess, the main. Um, hut or whatever uh, office. office the main trailer and with the doors open why would leave the door open because nobody's there and it says closed how many people are honestly going to come up to a fucking dark building and try yeah. opening the door well you never know those hoodlums out there but I guess like Uncle Marv and Aunt Sin- uh, Cheryl. Sharon Cheryl. Cheryl they I guess run the trailer park so they left the door open with the keys inside for um, Cindy to get um, and when she takes the keys, there's a note that says, Trailer 47, make yourselves at home. See you in the morning. Love Uncle Marv with a smiley face. But who wrote the smiley face? Who wrote the whole fucking note? Marv? Uncle Marv. It says it right there. Fucking mean. Wasn't that Uncle Marv? No, I think so, but. Uh, so they get to the trailer, and Mike opens the refrigerator and notices that there's Chinese food in there. Beef and, and broccoli. And he says how it's still kind of fresh, and they think obviously that's weird 
I don't know why they make mention of there's no glasses or anything like that. I don't think that was like a big part. But as they're talking, uh, they hear a knock at the door. And when they answer, it's a blonde girl and she asks. Is Tamara home? Is Tamara home? Tamara? <laughs> Tamara? What are you watching? T and Tamara? Fucking yeah. sister, sister? <laughs> the fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and they say, uh, you have the wrong trailer. And the girl just goes, K, and walks away. Oh my god. So, but when they drive up, they first get there, you can see that the light's on to the home, like outside, the trailer is on. Mm-hmm. But when that girl comes and knocks on the door and walks away, the light's off. But then the next, the very next shot, they show like the front door of the trailer and the light's on again outside, which they kind of go back to later. Yeah. But then they like, oh, we should play cards. And they get, like, Luke to agree, and then Kinsey's a fucking stupid emo girl sitting on the couch. Yeah, they're trying to get the kids to play cards. Play cards their last night together. Without their phones. So they want them to put their phones down, enjoy a night together. This is the last night before, what's your name, goes off to boarding school. Boarding school or boring school? Whatever it works for you, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. And um, is this where they touch on, like, why she's going away? No. I know they mentioned that bad grades in class. That's it. I think it's they- in this scene. I want to say... Well, was at the diner. They say something about it. Yeah, they... No, I wrote it down diner. now. So it's sometime but in this, that trailer this is that when they Mike, mention that. This is when her dad, Mike, he goes over and sits next to her on the couch. And he starts trying to talk to her and be like, listen, like, you know, like, it's a hard decision. You know, he's trying to comfort her, explain to her, like, the rationale why. And, like, kind of just like, hey, just take your headphones out. Like, come and join us one last time. Like, let's try to be on a good foot. And she's just like, yeah, you could piss off, Dad. And uh, Storm's... So yeah, that's right. That's error. what he, that's what he says. Something about bad grades. And, yeah, like uh, she, yeah. like he class. tries to like he tries to approach it from like a warm-hearted point, but then he just makes like a typical dad offhanded comment, and she's like, "Yeah, no, you see, now I'm leaving." Well, I don't think she wanted to partake in that in general to begin with, but she yeah. does hand over the phone, but then she storms off. Yep. Um, they send Luke after her because they figure like her brother's probably the better person. Yeah. To talk, you know, talk her off the ledge, as we say in the biz. <clears throat> what biz? Show her is. business. Uh, he finds her at like a park that's in the trailer park. Not to be confused with the whole trailer park <laughs> but itself. <laughs> and he, I like how he, he says to her at this part, like, yeah, you know you're supposed to inhale those because she's smoking like a cig. Yeah, man, s- and, yeah. And, and she gets all fucking mad and starts to like walk away. Uh, and I think this is where they talk about it a little bit, how... He's like, you just need to suck it up. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. And then she's like, well, it's easy for you because you're going to be done after next year and you can go off on your own. And he's like, yeah, but it could be the same for you. Like, it could be a fresh start. And then I think that, like, bothers her for some reason because everything bothers her in the beginning because she's a little bitch. And she starts storming off again and Luke follows. But then in the background, you see the blonde girl standing there watching them. And then starts, like, running kind of in the direction that they are. I fucking hate this part. Because how do they not see her, for one? Like, I get she's in the shadows in the background. But then when she starts running, you would hear anybody fucking running around. Yeah, in, in the middle of nowhere with yeah. no noise. Yeah. But the way she just runs away pisses me off. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe the crickets were really loud. But also, this is when Luke, like, flicks her cigarette away and he's ex-Luke X. Hell yeah. Uh, Mike and Cindy are back at the trailer and they're just talking and saying how it's, like, nice to have the... It's going to be nice to have the house themselves again after Luke goes off to college, and they can do it on the couch like they used to. 
horny guy. He's trying to make sex with her right then and there. But then as they're trying to make sex, or they they say, like, I love you to each other, and then there's a loud knock at the door again. Uh, Mike answers the door this time, because he didn't answer it last time, right? Did he? Or, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So this time he answers Sydney the door, did. and Cindy. <laughs> he answers the door, and it's the blonde girl again, and she says... Is Tamara home? What did she say, Johnny? Is Tamara home? <laughs> I think you said it wrong again. Um, but I spelled like, it wrong the first time. That's why I spelled it right here. Oh, and he says, "Are you lost or something? Want me to call someone? You okay? <laughs> you good, girl?" And then Mike's trying to get a sex section. It's just a long shot of like her walking away from the trailer, and then she stops once she gets like kind of across the street, and she like looks back at them, and they then they start like getting a little weirded out by that, and then never this heard is the song where, look back at it. <laughs> this is That's where Mike was. notices that the light to the front porch like is off. So he touches it and it, it like blinks. So he like realizes she unscrewed it a little bit. Yeah. But it's weird because the first time she knocked, it was dark, but nobody ever touched it. Um, so maybe she came back and screwed back in once they closed the door. <laughs> so hold on. Let me help you guys out. And then when she leaves, Mike says that they should go find Luke and uh, Kenzie. Kenzie. Yeah, because they're like worried about yeah, the so kids. The- yeah, so they start like screaming outside for them, and then Kinsey and Luke are kind of walking around uh, talking about their childhood memories. And I think it's Kinsey's like, "What do you think Uncle Marv and Aunt Cheryl do here all alone during the winter?" And Luke goes, "I don't know. Probably have tons of filthy porno sex." It's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> it's I just it's weird. Like if it was just us like hanging out, we'd say shit like that. Like I would get it, but like it's a dude like talking to his sister and that's that's the fucking weird part yeah i feel like they're like want to date each other or something. yeah in some parts they do kind of seem like that <laughs> it's fucking weird um they see like a trailer with the door open and they think it's kind of weird but then of course they go inside to investigate because that's what uh you know everyone does in uh these kind of movies uh kinsey finds the alcohol right away because she's the well she scares luke when he walks in too yeah yeah he, luke comes tries to come scare. in and shake yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like hello hello did, did any of you get jump scared by that well, no, because I've seen this already. I'm looking at you, Rob. There's only one part in this movie that got me. Yeah, there is only one part. There that was really two. Got me. What was there this? Was one of them? Zero. No. Oh. Um. Of course, Kinsey finds the alcohol, and like they go to have a drink. So three this shots. Is where, this no, is, one, two. Okay. This is where Luke isn't ex Luke X anymore. Yeah, broke edge that fast. But then when <laughs> like uh they hear a noise coming from the back of the trailer, and Kinsey's like, "Yeah, we need to like get the fuck out of here," and Luke's like, "No, let's." Go check this out. Let's investigate. Let's investigate trailer 11. Investigate 311. And uh, they open the door. And it's weird because most dogs are standing at the door waiting to get out. But, like, they open the door and it's a few seconds and then the dog pops out and runs off. I don't know. To me, that's weird. That dog in general is just weird. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they smell something, like, bad, but they can't really see what's going on because the power's out in the trailer. So they move the curtains, and Luke sees all over the window is written "hello," which looks like it's written in like lipstick. Lipstick, yeah. And um, Kinsey, while he's looking at that, Kinsey notices now that the light's coming into the trailer, like a blood-stained uh, sheet. She walks over to it and pulls off the sheet to find Uncle Marv and Aunt Cheryl dead, and their bodies all like or faces at least mutilated. Um, and then they kind of run out because they're scared of shit because they're a bunch of little pussy boys and girls. They're like then lost. They, then they run outside and then like in two seconds they find their parents. Yeah. They're like, oh, which way do we go? And then they run into their parents. Yeah. Which there's a lot of happenstance in this movie. A lot of coincidences mm-hmm. and like shit that isn't, I don't know, just a lot of coincidences. Yeah. Um, but 
they tell like their parents what they found and then mike tells cindy and to take kinsey back to the trailer and lock the door and call the cops while him and luke are gonna go back to the trailer to like look at what the fuck's going on dumb yeah i guess but mike's i i just every time mike like does something in his film i'm just like well the thing is it's his family and like he does i mean yeah call the cops but like but he kind of wants to make sure that it's really them and what the fuck he wants to investigate it's dark his he's a strong man bro his kid was just like uh yeah i just found our aunt and uncle mutilated i'm telling you it's the truth he's like okay so my wife and daughter i'm gonna send you guys back alone but in the end this is actually a better idea to for them to go to the trailer it doesn't really matter you know yes i mean it doesn't in the end it doesn't really matter it does doesn't really matter okay we can argue about this later in the end so it doesn't really matter back at trailer 47 <laughs> no one knows what i'm singing r.i.p chester don't you ever fucking disrespect him again like that um back to trailer 47 cindy and kinsey are like hugging it out and kinsey notices that their phones phones are all together and they're all smashed up uh cindy goes through them and she finally finds one that kind of still works the screen's all busted but she tries to make a call on it and as she's calling for help Dollface comes out of like one of the rooms yeah. in the back. Uh, she has branding a knife. Is that what the terminology I'd be using here? Branding a knife? Brandishing? Brandishing. Brandishing a knife? No idea. I've never used one. Uh, and then they kind of run into the bathroom and lock themselves into, well, they don't kind of do it. They do do it. Yeah. To get away from her. And the door handle jiggles and the mom screams. Leave us alone. And then she just stops at, jiggling the handle at, dude, immediately. For, All right, no for, problem. Yeah, you know for what? once it worked. Like, nobody ever asked that. So. <laughs> you know what? Kind of got a point here. And then you hear someone walking around, and then she comes back, right? And then... Well, they notice the window in the ceiling. Yeah. And then as Cindy's kind of helping hoist, like, Kinsey out of it, um, that's when Dollface starts And that's when the music breaking, starts playing. Breaking down the door, yeah. What song is that? What should I enter here? I know what it is, but I don't Yeah, when she was going up... When Kinsey was going up through the window in the top... I fully expected like her to get attacked from the top, but then when Dollface starts smashing through that door like straight shining, except like with way more strength. Well, it's not even that it's way more strength. It's just that it's a fucking shitty door because it's a trailer. But like as soon as she starts coming to the door, I said, oh, okay, well, she's just going to come on in. Live it up by mental mental anything or something like that. Come on in. That's what she was saying. Uh, so however, edits this, put live it up by mental by anything, I think it's called. But this is my favorite kill, I think, in this, in, in uh, like, horror movies. But when she, like, busts in, like, caresses her, and then stabs her in the back while What's-Her-Name's watching. As Kinsey's watching. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. This is one of my favorite horror, like, kills ever. Yeah, and as Kinsey, like, she watches her mom get stabbed, and, like, twice or three times or yeah. something like that. And this is the first instance where you see the blood spurt out. And it's fucking CGI blood, and I cannot stand CGI blood. I think that's why it's the unrated version, because they just added that in. Because the unrated and the normal version have the same exact runtime. So maybe that is the difference. They just added in the extra blood. Yeah. So then she jumps off the roof and runs off. Uh, Mike and Luke finally get to the other trailer, which I thought they were real close to it, so I don't know how the fuck... Four months to get there. ...what they've been doing this whole time. But they find Uncle Marv and Aunt Cheryl, um, and then they go to use like the phone... But the phone line's been cut, and there's no power in the place, but then they're able to listen to a message that's plugged into a wall, like the answering machine. I don't really understand, but... Batteries. Double A's. Okay, whatever you say. They also, hear, before that, they uh, 
they show that mailbox again with the smiley faces. Yeah. That's like kind of like the which a theme. They missed the first time. Maybe they could have stopped this whole thing or at least prevented themselves from getting hurt if they just uh, saw that and left the first time. Uh, yeah, they hear the message that Cindy left earlier talking about how they're going to get there late. And right here you realize that like the strangers heard that and they set this whole thing up for them. And if you don't connect those dots, then you're kind of a dumb-dumb. Spoiler alert. Dumb-dumb. Uh, yeah. So uh, Mike goes to run. Oh no, no, no! Like, they hear they hear like rocks glass chatter, yeah, right? being th- well, they hear something hit the side of the building. So they kind of like uh, are like, "What the fuck?" And they hit the ground. But then one of the rocks comes through the window, and uh, so they're like, "They're like, fuck. We need to make a run for it." But then when Luke goes to run off, he sees the man with a like a sack mask holding an axe outside, just standing in the road. Yeah, I started calling that guy Sackhead. Yeah, that's what I call him from here on out too. They close the door, and Mike uh, goes and gets the gun that his aunt uncle keep in the house hidden away. Um, Luke's a little bitch, too. When he grabs the gun, he's like, wait, are you really going to shoot them? Like, what the fuck you want him to do? Why don't this you is go, real why, life. Like, why don't you go into the room and ask Marv? Yeah, right? Are you going to well, shoot them? Okay. I'm shooting. I'm not even saying. So then the next scene, then that's okay, when Mike's. Well, what? Let's go to the gun aficionado here, Johnny. And how dangerous are firearms? Well, that's, that's kind of a dumb question. Well, I'm just saying it, it's big responsibility holding a gun. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to just go popping off. Yeah. Okay. So, but there if you, you go. see your aunt and uncle are murdered, that's not- a big responsibility, though. You got to think you've never thought about killing someone a day in your life, and now you're just like, "Fuck, I have to shoot somebody." That's kind of a big. Like, I think everyone thinks of killing someone or hoping someone dies or something. You should, I should probably edit this out before the FBI comes and <laughs> knocks on your door. <laughs> um, well, they didn't have the gun loaded. Yeah, which, not yet. Um, that's that's good. dumb. Why is that dumb? If you ever... Okay, right here. They, all right, now you have somebody attacking you. Now you have to load your gun. That's dumb. I have a question. What about those people that keep their guns in safes? Most of them are either... Um, they have like fingerprint opening, so you literally just put your hand on it and it pops open. Or they're um, quick combos. I've seen Jim Jeffries' stand-up special, and he talks about this, and he says, like, how is it going to help you? You're going to tell him, like, hold on, wait, stand there well, for one Most second. people, like, will put, like, if they have multiple guns, they have, like, a big gun safe, and yeah. then they have, like, their, um, like, personal, like, prote- protection gun, and they'll keep that in, like, a quick access. Yeah. I've, seen so, ni- I've seen nightstand boxes with quick access thumbprint. Yeah, or, yeah, like, or like, the headboards yeah. where you press something, it pops out. Like, yeah. Oh, I do, I There's love those, so like, many different ones. Those shelving units I love, where you, like, put the, like, little magnet. Yeah, I just got an, no big deal, I just got an over-under in my headboard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those are fucking sick, and I want one eventually. Um, go to but then, so, they kind of scream, like, out that, like, if, if you don't cut the shit, like, we're gonna come out there shooting. Well, that's what Mike says. Five, four, and like as as they're like yelling though, another rock comes through the fucking window. The guys like, yeah, I ain't scared. Do it. But then they finally Bitch. run out there, ready to shoot, and Sackhead is no longer there. He's fast. Um, Kinsey's like running, and she hits like a fence that's at the edge of the trailer park, and you can see Dollface like following her, so she runs off again. I don't know. This is like a really quick scene though, just showing that like the the area's fenced in and that. The only real way out easily is through the bridge that they came over to get into the area, mm-hmm. the neighborhood. <clears throat> Mike and Luke get back to trailer 47, and they find the broken phones. And then they notice that the... Smiley um, face on the door. And or that the glass. The window on the 
mirror in the bathroom. Yeah, well, they just see that the door's broken. I mean, they see it through the fucking broken door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, wait, was that porthole always in that door? <laughs> that was from Johnny from The Shining. And um, Mike goes in to find Cindy, his wife, dead. And when Luke tries to come in, Mike kind of like bear hugs him and then like walks out with him. He's like, yeah, like don't go in there. Yeah, you don't need to see that. Yeah. When they first filmed that, um, the the Christina Hendricks was like really playing dead. And she, I guess she didn't know he was. she was going to drop him. So the first time she actually fell and hit her head. And when she fell, she's like, you, I'm your wife. I know I'm dead, but I'm still your wife. <laughs> so then that's so she got CTE. <laughs> yeah, she got CTE. That's why in the second one, she she's like talk. laying on the, the sink or whatever. She couldn't talk in the second shot. Yeah. She's like, I don't. <laughs> um, they say, like, Mike pretty much says, like, they have to go find Kinsey. Like, that's the priority right now. So they run out and they start yelling for Kinsey. They get in the car and start uh, driving around, calling her name. And then out from the corner of the road is Sackhead, who throws a fucking center block through, the, well, at the windshield, cracking it. Yeah, I paused this so many times to make sure someone was there. Yeah. In the corner, just because I'm like thinking to myself, because after this scene, they, they crash the car, then the next scene is Kenzie, and then Sackhead's in the car, walking, like when she walks yeah. by. Literally, like the next scene. So that's why I went back, I rewound it, like over and over, and just watched, 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 and made sure someone was there. Yeah, in this movie. Um, Sackhead kind of has that whole Jason effect where he teleports. Yeah. Um, because that's like every everybody comments on that when you look yeah, at this movie. I think that they film things way out of order and then they kind of pieced it together later. And I think yeah. I think they were just like, fuck it. Nobody's going to look too deep into it. And if think, they do, then they're not into the movie. Because after this movie came down, because these trailers were all built for the movie. Yeah. And at the end, they started ripping them back down. And the part where she just passed and she ran to a gate, that's what they put back up. So that might have been filmed last, that scene where she ran and touched the gate with the barbed wire. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but even that doesn't really, that doesn't have anything to do with Sackhead, though, you know what I'm saying? I understand, but I'm saying just out of, like, that's the last thing they shot, is that, you know? Oh, it could be. Um, but, yeah, they crash into, like, a porch that looks like it was freshly built. All that lumber looks so, like, clean and new. Yeah, they built they built the whole thing. Trailers, everything. They put the lights up. The only thing there was the road. But I'm saying the trailers look like they were older they could have just wheeled in old ones yeah they did they wheeled in old ones but that porch looks like fresh fucking lumber like it just got done being built that day not stained or anything yeah because they had to reshoot that scene a lot of times that's fucking terrible that just bothered me though because it was like a camp right like a campground yeah but they're trailers that looked like people lived in them not like a trailer like i don't think it was supposed to be a campground then why is everybody gone after labor day that's the whole point of it well, that's almost like um, you don't not if you go to any trailer park, they don't leave after Labor Day. They yeah. live there. It could be people just own it, then leave and come back certain times, like, like a summer summer trailer. That's yeah. where I got no because when they go into the main office, that was like it looked like a camp store. To I where, guess it. I guess it is. That's the vibe it I got. Be like the whole a thing. seasonal retreat, or some of them people still live in, but they're not there, and then some of they rent out still. That, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But the thing is, I don't think anyone actually lives there. I think John is more right. It's almost like a campground kind it's of like thing because that's how they had. Yeah, the, the, but it wasn't the like cabins they used. Yeah, these trailers. I, they could have used Which, that, but they just made them look too like a normal trailer that yeah. people live in. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you know, but like in the middle of the country, it is mostly trailers. Oh, that's, for sure. That's why. Like, okay, so I do disaster restoration and. One of our bigger um, insurance companies that we work through is Farmers Insurance. And they are, like, around here, like, they only mostly insure trailers. But, like, the reason they're so big and you see their um, advertisements on TV all the time is because most of the country is just trailers. Because it's just easier for them to, like, build that, roll it to where you, you want it, and drop that shit. Yeah, I just went to, I was in Virginia last week, and that's exactly what everybody does. They buy land and then put either a trailer or a module home. Yeah. 
and well, modular homes like one of the big new things too, because like because they're, like, yeah. they're just a little bit they're they're nicer, and and most of the time like especially in other parts of the country, they come in pieces. You just bring them to where you want them. You lay like, foundation. Put, yeah, you yeah lay foundation, put them together, and like in big pieces. Yeah, it's just like giant Legos. Yeah. Uh, so after they crash, yeah. they, after they crash, this is when it cuts to Kenzie, and she's like walking, and then the car, the truck with the backhead dude, lights turn on and start like following her. So she runs into like a little tunnel thing. Yeah, it looks like um like a sewage drain yeah. tunnel, but it's also it's open on both sides too. It's it's in like the shape of a T. Yeah, and it also whoever edits this put Marilyn Martin night moves. That's what's playing. Uh, and then so it, the truck starts like circling it, and then it pulls up in front where she crawled in, and then she's sitting at exactly where the two pieces cross, where it makes like the T. And so all the lights directly on her, and she yells out. Um, something. She's like, "Leave us alone! Why are you doing this?" Oh yeah, she says, "Leave, Leave us, us alone. alone!" We just and this is the worst part. And this is where the pinup girl pops out from the side in the shadows and says, "But we just started." That jump scared the crazy. That, that got me. I wrote that. Okay, what? Why this didn't get me is that was in every trailer. So I didn't you, see any. Yeah, I didn't see the trailer. If you saw trailers, because like I know me and Mark, we were like pumped for this to come out. So we watched. Obviously, we watched the trailer. That's in the fucking trailer. I'm so glad. I might have watched it when it came, but this yeah. is so long. So yeah. glad I didn't watch the trailer because that would have, I'm so glad it didn't get ruined for me. That's why I don't like trailers. Even the audio and her voice, that's, it's so loud. I, I honestly over. hate that. I honestly hate that part. That's the stupidest. I wish I didn't like that. the part at all, but it, it did, they, the jump scare got me. I thought, I thought, I thought it was an effective jump scare. It would have got me if it wasn't in the trailer. Cause I remember when we were in theaters, I, I distinctly remember this. Me and Mark, like, we're sitting there. We knew this part was coming. Everybody in the theater like screamed. I didn't Every- know that. I didn't know it was coming. Yes, you did. Because I, I don't remember. You said it after. I said, I don't even remember that being there, but I'm not a little bitch. So I don't scream. Everybody like screamed. Oh, my God. And like me and Mark looked at each other. I'm like, dude, that was in the fucking trailer. What yeah. is everybody doing here? Because it was like a late showing too, right? Or was it a yeah, Thursday yeah, night or something? Was, no, like it was Friday night. Oh. All right. So they're back at the scene of the crash and uh, Luke wakes up in the van. He's feeling a little woozy. Um, and he wakes up Mike, and then they both notice how there's a piece of lumber that went through the car and through Mike's abdomen, pinning him to, I guess, the um, van. He can't, like, move. Um, Luke, like, grabs the gun, and Mike tells him that he needs to go find his sister. And Luke says he'll be right back, and Mike's last words to Luke is that he's proud of him. I know. You're the man of the house now. This is where he becomes... The boy of the house. No, the boy of the house becomes the man of the house. I'm the man of the house. Dad, I'm the boy of the house. And then Luke runs off. Well, he first, also, Mike says, find the gun. Do you know how to use it? So, Johnny, did he give him right technique? You're the gun expert. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, as Mike's, like, struggling, because he's in a lot of fucking pain, the sackhead, like, gets into, walks up to the car, gets in, and he turns on the radio, which I'm not sure that vehicle's very fucked up i don't know how the radio is still working but uh um, i don't know how a piece of wood went through it yeah that, i thought that too i thought it i didn't know it was wood until after when i was reading stuff about the movie i thought it was like a piece of steel but no it was yeah a piece, of wood. piece of wood intact just went through him so mike like is trying to plead with him but the second guy he also out. puts on cambodia by kim wilde which when they shot this they didn't know what song they were going to get, uh, li- I guess, license for to put in. And I guess that's why they didn't really... Yeah, they just... They didn't react to the song. They just, yeah, because they didn't know until after yeah. production. Um, but Sackhead pulls out an ice pick and, like, is taunting him at first and then stabs him right in the neck slash, like, throat area. 
and more CGI blood spurts out. Yeah, fucking th- annoying. This scene they said took over four hours to shoot. Just that scene. It. This scene, just like other scenes, is a very long shot and mm-hmm. it's very drawn out. Yeah. And I don't. They know. They shot it from like every angle that they said. Oh, I'll probably find like whatever fucking. Thing, yeah, like, from like the back, from outside the car, everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's definitely impactful and it's more creepy because of how long the shots are and how he just yeah, he sits, sits there, there for so long and just stabs him. Um, but then Mike dies and Sackhead wipes off the ice pick and then turns off the music. Back to the pickup truck. It's driving around again. So Sackhead's already back in the pickup truck. <laughs> he's on, the, mo- he's on the, the move again. Already fucking around Kinsey, like looking for her. Uh, and Kinsey like runs into a trailer. I guess like an empty trailer. I don't know. It's just like, does she go through a window door? Does anybody remember? I think she goes through the door. Yeah, But it's not like the- open. It's just a door and yeah. she like chooses and it happens to be open, right? Um, so she hears like a noise and she goes to investigate because that's what people do. And they find she finds a jack in the box, and as the jack in the box is still like slowly going, which nobody's cranking it, she picks it up, and as she picks it up, the clown pops out, and at the same time, Dollface comes from like underneath a blanket. I guess supposed to be like another scare, and stabs at Kinsey. Yeah, I- if Kinsey never went into this trailer, how long was she hiding under that blanket for? <laughs> I think that about a lot of stuff. Yeah. In this movie. I think that's actually where she's staying. She's like Dolphy's sleeping there, and she's like, "I know she's coming in this trailer." Yeah, she like she's probably laying. It's there. not like she started it, and that's why she went in the trailer because of that's what I was thinking. Or like, she could be looking from a window and noticed she was in the, that area, maybe. But the, what is the odds that she'd go in that? Trailer? And then, well, then she gets up and goes in another trailer and lay, lay in a corner or something like that. Do you know how she would never be able to keep up with Kenzie if that was the case? If Kenzie was like, she got, actually, I'm going to go into this trailer. She t- remember She'd be she, like, fuck, I got Remember she jumped off the, the thing and tore her knee or whatever? She like got hurt from jumping off the trailer? So it looked like she hurt her ankle a little bit, but I don't think she wasn't limping yet. So she gets stabbed like in the arm. I think She gets slashed in the arm. Yeah. I don't know if she yeah. gets stabbed. But, but then she gets stabbed in the leg um, by Dollface. That was a good stab, too. And it was. At this point is when uh, Luke comes in just in the nick of time, which happenstance again how the fuck does he know where anybody is but he just comes in and he's pointing the gun at Dollface um, pretty much saving Kinsey and as he pulls her away he tells like um, Dollface Dollface says are you gonna shoot me well not yet he's like so he tells her like drop the knife and that's when she does and he's just holding the gun there and then can you explain to us this sequence Johnny what exactly is happening with the gun you're the expert I was I didn't I wanted to rewind it but I was it was late and I was watching it but pressure on the trigger I think oh, did, are you the gun expert, Rob? I'm talking I, the fucking gun expert. Here. I think it, doesn't <laughs> the the dad say? I think when he was dying, like make sure to pull back the hammer. I think he says that to him when he gives it to him, and I think that's what they were showing that he didn't do that because it's a double action revolver to where you need to pull back the ha- hammer in order to fire. I don't think so because as he's pulling the trigger like slightly, the hammer starts to go back. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. At, think, and at a certain point, when you reach a certain point that's when it'll shoot forward and fire you can pull it if it was a single action um revolver a double action you have to you have to pull back the hammer so i don't think it was going to work that's what my doesn't somebody use the gun later i don't remember no right nobody actually uses it no i don't think so but the the hammer was going back though so that's what i don't understand yeah i got confused in this part and i was like but i i didn't get there but then again i don't think they have like People I, who are they don't expect you know people, people to know, but yeah. that's I, what I was thinking. I think he mentioned something about the hammer yeah. earlier. I honestly thought that when they were zoomed in on his hand, that like 
because they were standing in the doorway facing Dollface. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, nobody putting eyes on that door? Because Sackhead could just walk right up here. You know he's driving around. But, like, I literally had pictured in my head, like, the axe coming down through the door and just taking his hand off. Yeah. And me being like, well, that's what you get for standing in an open doorway and not looking. What's weird to me about this is, okay, so with a gun like that, you... A lot of guns are different, and they require different amounts of pressure on the trigger. Yep, that could have easily fired if he put sneezed. A, yeah, put a little less or a little more, but depending on the gun. Then what? again, he's like a little bitch again, like won't shoot her. And then, so then at this point, uh, Kinsey's <laughs> says like <laughs> my favorite part of the movie. Kinsey's like, "Give me the gun, like I'll, I'll fucking shoot her. I'll shoot her ass shoot, real I, good." I, I That's exactly what she said. I'll shoot her. She's like, "I'll fucking shoot her. I don't care." She's like, "I just got stabbed. I will shoot her." That's 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 I like because that, that makes sense. Like if. Nothing had really happened to him at that point yet, but yeah. she's already been attacked. Yeah, and she's she like, watched her mom die. Like yeah. it, may, I like that. Yeah, she's know? like fuck that. Um, but instead, Luke kind of forces Kinsey out, and they start to run as Sackhead is in the truck and like drives up to them. Yeah. Well, he's driving like around where they are. Yeah, but then they find another trailer, and the windows open. Which, dude, if the windows open, don't go inside. Yeah, and this is another thing that is dumb. They. When they get up there, blood's all over the window because from Kenzie. So obviously they know they're going to be in that trailer because there's blood literally from her hand all over the place. Yeah, I thought that too. But at the same time, it's also dark, and I don't think the strangers are carrying around but there's, flashlights. But there's lights look. outside where you can definitely see. I think so. Most of the lights in movies are just so we can see, but you have to assume that the light's darker in where they actually are. Street lights aren't going to light up a whole fucking. Yeah. They put this lights in there too because there's no street lights in there. Yeah, and it'd be hard to see even with a street light like around it be the actual trailer so they go through and they go over to the couch where kinsey sits down and then luke puts down the gun on the coffee table and he starts trying to help kinsey like um what is that considered a tourniquet is that what the fucking yeah that's is? what he's trying to do he's trying to create a tourniquet for her and um he's and, also trying to calm her down which yeah. this p- scene pisses me off it, it's I, more yeah, I wrote of, that too. just like when they're walking it's more of talking about how when they were kids and like memories mm-hmm. and stuff and i feel like those kind of scenes are kind of like bullshit like we know your brother and sister you don't have to like, they might be boyfriend and girlfriend you don't have to show us that you guys have history like i, I guess it i helps. hate how calm he was but i think he was trying to calm i think her. he's just a bad actor i agree that's what but we'll I get into that later yeah that could be I definitely um, felt her pain when he t- when he pulled that tourniquet tight, though. But as they're like talking, Sackhead just drives right through the fucking wall, and nearly hits them. This <laughs> is the like, I got me. Yeah, this is because there's no like lead up, like no sounds or anything. It just comes through the fucking wall. And this is another happenstance where he drives through just where they happen to be sitting. It could, he could have drove through any point in the trailer, but it was right there where they were sitting. It's movies, Kyle. You can do this with any movie. I don't understand what he's trying to say. But I'm saying it's in most movies stuff like this I know, happens. I know. And I'm you're, not looking, you're looking too no, deep into it. Remember, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's improbable. What do you want to do? What do you want to do, huh? But then they get out through the window, and this is when you realize um, Kenzie got the broke ass leg because she's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, so she got the broke ass leg. She can't really run, so instead, Luke decides he's going to put her under the porch uh, while he goes and gets help. The, the cops and they're going to light this whole place up. Uh, Luke goes to the main office and he starts to call 911 but as he's talking to them he kind of notices that uh the line's dead so <laughs> uh and then the door to the office kind of like closes mm-hmm. and he this, gets a little startled so he picks up like a golf club the slushy machine turns on too yeah but he picks up a golf club before that uh let's go to the golf aficionado here what kind of club <laughs> was this mark you know it's funny i knew you were gonna ask this and i didn't even like pay it's obviously a wedge but 
It could be an iron tube, but I pretty I don't know. I was gonna look into it, like and pay attention to it. I said to myself, I know this motherfucker's gonna ask me. I'm assuming there's like a mini golf course though nearby. Yeah. It's definitely a six iron. But why why would that be for a mini golf? That's not a putter. Yeah. I know, but that's so I thought that too. But at the same time, why do they why else would they have golf clubs? It, I don't see. There a could fucking, be there could be a golf course. Tell me this golf there. course at a fucking trailer park. It could be. It's a little. It's, dude, a, you know it's, how many a, it's go- a camp. <laughs> that's how they bring they in could, their they visitors. Could, they could have a that's, nine hole course or that's something. That's why I think it's more likely a, a mini driving golf course. It could have a driving range. Unless somebody brought their whole fucking <laughs> their all their clubs to a mini golf course to look like a badass. Or they have a driving range. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, so when the slushy machine comes on, he like uh, starts walking over to it. And he hears a noise, so he turns away. And as he turns away, like swinging the golf club kind of, um, the pinup girl comes walking in, and he fucking books it out the back and in the background. But before that, she's like walking head. around, and he doesn't notice her, right? In there? She's, I think she she's, walks in at that point. But she's like moving around like strategically where he looks one way and she's like behind him. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, he's like walking. He's, like, he's weird because couple- he, he thinks someone's at the door. And, and she's she, in there with him. And she's standing this behind This scene him. was so weird to me because I felt like there's just noises going off everywhere. Like with and Yeah. Ow. And he couldn't figure out what I think they're it. slowly turning the shit back on. I don't think he had his headset on so he couldn't hear where the enemy's footsteps were. You're right. That that actually kind of makes sense. That's how we got build. the three wins today, right? Yeah, shout out. S- squad. squad. Shout out Mike J who wasn't with us. Fuck you, Mike J. Billings, wherever you are. Uh, so he runs out the back door which leads to like a pool surrounded by a tall iron gate. Uh, the lights... Around the pool start to turn on, music turns on, and so Total do like clips little, of the heart. The fucking palm tree lights, yeah. sick as fuck. Good song. Um, and like, as he's standing there, out from the shadows, it's a like far back shot, but out from the shadows, uh, pinup girl starts like running towards him, and he does a quick turn and just swings that fucking golf club and nails her right. Or that was probably one of the most satisfying scenes in a horror movie I've ever seen. It really is. He yeah, it was a good one. he smacked the shit and out what, of her. Like makes me upset now. Um, on set cinema did like. A screening of this movie at the pool there at the pool yeah oh, i'm like awesome. it was yeah. last really summer cool. i'm yeah. so upset that like i didn't like do it yeah so this is definitely like the best scene in this movie i think if you're gonna see this movie it's worth it just for the scene alone um, i agree yeah so when she's like on the ground he gets on top of her and he kind of takes the knife from her but then as she, like as she like is waking up he and- yeah he goes to move like her mask or something and then she grabs the knife, then he grabs it first from her. Yeah, and then he starts stabbing her multiple times. Yeah. More CG fucking CGI blood when he like rips it out the final time, I think. Um, and then he stands up, and Sackhead's walking up to him, dragging his axe axe around on the ground, looking all creepy as fuck. Reminds me of fucking Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, Johnny? Oh my fucking god. In Resident Evil 1, when all the zombies start coming to life, the ones like carrying an axe and like I haven't seen that movie in years. Fucking chooses Mila Jovovich for his fucking top five and don't even fucking know what the movie is. Uh, but so Luke's like, I killed one of yours. How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> Damn it. And then that kid just like runs at him, starts swinging that fucking axe around, which I don't know why he's aiming for like the body. I guess the like body, body, head. I guess. I mean, it caught me by surprise because keep in mind, we haven't really seen him move fast until this point. So like, I'm expecting him to just walk him down slowly. Sackhead's like, yeah, I'm coming for you. He just runs well, in with that axe. killed her. Yeah. I was like, okay. And so uh, after he swings a few times, like Luke falls over patio chairs or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they are, they're called. And um, then he falls into the pool. 
Um, when he comes up, Sackhead like swings one more time at him and misses it. Like at, comes up out of the water, he swings one more time and misses. And Luke like catches the axe and kind of like pulls Sackhead into the pool. And from here, they start like struggling. And as they're going above and below the water, the music when they're above the water, the shots it's all loud and clear. Mm-hmm. But then when they go below, it's all muffled. And it's another instance where they use like the sound like that. Yeah, yeah. Total I, clips of I the heart. love the shot above the pool of calm water. And then as the camera slowly goes down underneath the water, it's them struggling. And you hear the, how you just said, you hear the music fade as it gets close to the water and then muffle as it goes to breaks the surface and see them under. I, I just good shots and good audio. Yeah. And then Luke's, uh, so eventually Sackhead gets the knife from Luke. Yeah. He drops at the bottom. And then Luke tries to like run, but he's a dumb bitch and the water slows him down. Cause he's like hopping, but mm-hmm. Sackhead's just fucking making strides. And, uh, when he finally catches up, he stabs Luke like in the back side area, and um, that's another long shot of him being stabbed and like Sackhead finally pulling out the knife and walking away. Mm-hmm. And then it's a long shot of him like in the water, like dying to die. Yeah, that was horrifying to watch because like it's one thing to like bleed out, but like he's either gonna bleed out or drown in his own blood and water. Like it's just really it's. That it was very, it was like an uncomfortable slow death as you're watching. Yeah. Until like you start to hear this muffling sound, and you start to notice kind of that he's being drifting towards the side or being pulled to the side, and that's when the big reveal comes that Kinsey has come to save her brother. Which how she didn't see the sack guy and how he didn't see her blows my fucking mind. How long has he been floating there? I think it's just as long as we've been watching. And how fast does she... How, I thought her leg was all broken up. Yeah, but she had tons of time. Yeah, but, like, I'm sorry. That, that, that takes a lot of strength to pull someone out of a pool. I guess, but when your adrenaline's rushing, too, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Um, So she pulls him out, and then she runs off to try to get help, but she says she's going to try to make it to the main road. Yeah, and then you, while she's doing that, you see, like, Dollface behind her, too. And then, but I think she's behind the one tree. Yeah, so, yeah, Dollface is watching from afar, being all creepy... And then she runs into the road and then, like, falls over, and then a, a cop car pulls up. Well, as you see, like, lights, yeah. headlights on a vehicle, and then it kind of, like, revs its engine like Sackhead was yeah. doing with the truck. But then you see a deputy get out, so it turns out it's actually, like, a Jeep from um, a police officer. But what's weird is it doesn't have any markings, it just has lights. I don't know if that's a thing in the other parts of the country and rural Or they didn't pay for it, they just bought any car and put lights on it. That could be it, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then she's explaining to him that there's these crazy people. And as she's talking to him, Dollface is just walking probably in their line of sight and goes behind him and it slits his throat. Which blows my mind. Yeah, Dollface just... Yeah, slit. I did not like this scene. This reminds me of, I don't know if you remember, uh, years ago, a couple years ago, that guy like shot, like recorded shooting those people like while they were like broadcasting the news. And he was like standing in front of them like holding a gun. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like the same thing, like. I'm pretty sure that was fake. I thought he just walked in, though, that guy. Who? He walked up to them. They, well, he walked up to them, but he's holding the gun the whole time. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, they're yeah. right there. Like, don't notice him. Yeah. You see, the scene bothers me a lot because I really expected the typical, like, scene where the victim girl's like, Oh, my God, behind you. And, like, before she can finish, like, yeah, he's stabbed. She didn't, like, even, she didn't even get to do that. Dude, Kinsey didn't even see her. It, that's what I'm saying. We're clearly, our camera view is clearly over Kinsey's shoulder looking at the deputy and you see no when the dollface walks up it's from a side yeah. perspective so you so you can see that like they're both like looking directly at each other but dollface walks up from the side around the vehicle which is kind of like out of their like uh, the deputy's sight kinsey i think 
maybe could have seen her if she was paying attention enough. But I just don't. I, when I, when when he's first of all is like you killed that cop way too way too easily. Well, if you get your throat slit from behind, it's pretty easy. But also, I feel like if you're a police officer, you have more training and you're supposed to be on the lookout more, especially in that kind of situation. It's first guy's first day on the job. It had to have been. Um, Super trooper. So yeah, pretty much he gets his throat slit so and he's like dying on the ground. And then as um, this is happening, Kinsey like tries to get inside the Jeep and start it up. Yeah. But she's looking for the keys. The keys. Um, Dollface like is knocking on the window. Tapping on the window with the key. She's got the keys from the dead cop that she just killed. Yes. Right then. And she's going to open the door. And so Kinsey's moving and trying to unlock the shotgun. Yeah, that's in the middle between the two seats. And Dollface gets in there and like slashes her hands a couple times. But in this, this pisses me off. This thing too. She, I guess she drops the keys, and the, is a, Kenzie picks up the keys and unlocks the shotgun to shoot her. She doesn't unlock it. She doesn't unlock the unlock it. It looks like she does. No, it looks like she just pulls it free. I don't think it's locked with a key. No, she close. She unlocks a mechanism. Yeah, she unlocks a mechanism. She probably pressed something, but she doesn't use the keys. There's no fucking way in hell. There's no way. Yeah. But, but if, they, that, they, has they, a if a cop like, needed that yeah. quickly. Yeah. If a cop needs no, that quickly, she, there's she, no way he, they're fucking... Hold on. Let me get my key out real quick. She like, turns a bracket on it up top. But it to looks secure. like she has a key, though, or something. That's a it key could hole, be a latch you, or something. But the thing is, like, it, in a, uh, an intense situation, a cop doesn't have time to get their keys out. I wouldn't out, even believe that. that that is how it is. He, that there would be any type of It's probably... It's just a little, like... Once it goes... It clicks in, but, like, there's a little... There's usually a little... A little turn piece, like little, you just turn it and then pull it out because it has to be secure standing when you're right. driving. You can't have the shotgun like flopping back right. and forth. And you're also, it has to be quick release because, like, the reason it's up front to begin with is that, like, if it you fucking need it, it, it needs to be yeah. there. It yeah. needs to be quick release for these exact situations. Do we not right. remember in um, the Critters when they're trying to drive the car and they shoot the shotgun? Because <laughs> it's like that? <laughs> yeah, but isn't that like aliens? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they don't know what the fucking like. Yeah, but we'll have to watch that again. That scene. They have weapons. Make sure because I feel like she like um, no she way. tries to unlock something. She's probably trying to pull it free. So. There's no way there's a fucking. But key anyway, for that. she gets a shotgun and points it at Dollface for like five seconds and then shoots. Yeah, we need to consult a ballistics expert here. So Who's that was a ballistics expert. What is fucking Johnny study ballistics? I don't know anything about bullets. <laughs> See, he's the gun expert what over th- here. What do you think, Johnny? You think that shotgun was powerful enough to send her flying out that door like that? Hundred percent. Okay. Do you, you, think, it would, do you think it would kill her immediately though? Hundred percent. So it, it doesn't where she kill. Got shot. I don't know. It depends where she, she definitely got shot. got shot in the chest, face area. It could have been the shoulder though. I think I thought she got shot in the stomach. That's what I figured too. I feel like she would have been dead because like doesn't that, she struggle with this too? And then she then she cocks the shotgun. Like she well, tries to like this is nothing yeah. she, in the car before she shoots her she yeah. cocks it yeah like, she right had, like, struggled with it though yeah. she didn't know what she so was tell me how does that work what does cocking the shotgun do <laughs> loads it again it wouldn't be it wouldn't be empty no if well that's cop, not if well, it's a cop there's one in the chamber 100% I don't know about that 110% anybody that carries a gun does not carry an empty chamber that's wild um so Kinsey like climbs out of the Jeep and she unmasks the blonde girl and asks why they're doing this. And that's when Dollface says, why not? But you clearly can tell she has something in her mouth to spit up and she's like, try not choke on it. Well, yeah, but it's blood. That's I know, coming but, up. I, but I understand. She's got a very large saying, blood packet in her mouth. Yeah, she has something that she's like, she's trying to like hold it down with her tongue. 
I I love this scene. And then she laughs a little bit. Yeah, I I, Why not? I love how like Kinsey's like looking at her. And then can Johnny explain exactly what happens in this scene after this? Because I feel like he's the gun expert and he might know. Yeah. I don't remember what happens. <laughs> I didn't write anything down about that. When there's it's like a far away shot and Kinsey's standing there looking over her. I don't She, she does something her. with a shotgun. I don't remember. She doesn't pump it. Yeah, she just shoots. Does shoots. It, and I don't even think she there's any recoil yes, or anything. There is. Oh, okay. I, I read that in the trivia, and yes, there is. That person's wrong. There's definitely it's, there it's, is, but it's weird because so she's great. Uh, so the way she's holding it is she's holding it like like loose in front of her stomach. Yes, yeah, so and she decided she would drop it. So she she shoots and she's like like that, and, and I'm just like it's not just her shoulder goes back. She we'll have to watch this goes back again. a little bit. I need not, to watch it again. I it's don't. just the way she's holding that shotgun. She not there. There should be more. Of a recoil, 100%. but but there is recoil. The person in the trivia said there's no recoil at all. I didn't read that. So. Oh, I'm just saying. No, I, there's I remember recoil. I remember so you're saying movie. she doesn't like cock the gun there? No, she does cock it, and then she pumps it and then shoots the girl. But like the in the trivia, it's like, oh, there's zero recoil. She's almost is. holding it like low uh, to hip, but it looks like she takes it like a champ. When the way she's holding it, I don't think she would have been. No, yeah, that's like Laura something Croft. you need to like there have. Training. Secure against your shoulder, yeah. and even then, it hurts your shoulder. No, she's got it down by her hip and stomach, and she's she's maybe she's had training. That's why she was trying to take the gun from Luke earlier. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's she's why she's ready. going. To, maybe, maybe this is why she's going to boarding school. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she, she shot up the school. But CIA. it wasn't just bad grades, kids. You shot the man, <laughs> dude. Did you see the fucking new meme that's out there? It's like when white people see or find out that a group of fish is called a school, and it's like them shooting into the water. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god, that's fucked up. It's so wow. funny. Um, anyway, so she, after she shoots, she gets back in the car and starts like slapping the the steering wheel, having like a little bit of a mental yeah, breakdown. And then you see lights up behind her, cool and then shot. Sack Sackhead just smashes into the back of her. Not just him; he's in his. Vehicle. Well, he's in the he's in the truck, yeah. Avi, Avi. And, and smashes <laughs> into the back of the. No, truck. actually, he just ran into the car as hard as he could. Um, and then like so, it fucks up the jeep enough to where it won't start anymore. But then Sackhead like drives around as she's like trying to start the truck and panicking, and rams it from the side. Um, and then she's all kind of disoriented, so he backs up and then rams at the side again. And this time when he does that, it gets his uh, truck stuck on the Jeep and it kind of dislodges her or throws her out of the driver's side. Um, and she gets up and she sees that he's stuck and he's just like kind of <laughs> revving the engine trying to get his fucking truck loose. Yeah, and he's and, pouring and, gas. And it, Yeah, the, I think it's the Jeep's pouring gas. Yeah. And he's like looking dead her like in the eye and she like takes out her lighter because she's the smoking cigs 27 girl. 23. 23. Why 23? That was that girl's Instagram back in the day, smoking six twenty three. Was it really? You don't remember that Instagram? <laughs> no. That that heavier set girl that all her stuff was like X S S twenty three, like smoking six twenty three. Oh my god! Um, and then she like throws it over to the gas, which catches which fire. Also, when it's on fire, no one's in the car. Clearly, well, they, so they linger that shot for too long. It for you to notice, no one's in the truck. The fire starts up, but then the jeep explodes, and when it explodes, you can. There's a clear shot that nobody's in the fucking truck. Yeah. It's like... I, I didn't day. notice I was tired. I even thought for a second... I noticed that, that in theaters. Yeah, me too. In theaters. What's up? There was... I don't know if it was the way my stream was watching it, but it looked like a CGI fire at first. Like the... Ex- it looked like what they did too? is they lit a fire, and then to make it look bigger and more explosive, they added like some CGI explosive into it. Oh, that could be 100%. It just... It just it, for... Looking at... 
most VFX artists will tell you that, and this is from a lot of stuff that I've read, that fire is one of the hardest things for them to do in any given scene. Yeah, I've heard that too. And so when you combine any type of fire with a CGI fire, it is so obvious what's fake. So there's a brief moment, if you go back and look at that explosion, when the explosion comes off, that it's clear to me that they added some post-editing visual effects that don't really mesh very well. Kind of like the blood, CGI blood, it just doesn't work. Well, I just hate CGI blood in general. That's it. My just one, looks corny. That's my one like problem with um, Halloween twenty eighteen. That shit bothered the shit out of me in one of the scenes. Anyway, she starts walking away, and then the truck like pulls loose from the jeep, I guess from the explosion, and it's on fire, but it still like cuts her off as she's trying to walk away. So she's like limping away, and then getting over like the bridge, trying to like run, but she's limping terribly, and she falls while she's cross- crossing over the bridge, and. The what's the do you know the music that's playing here? Yeah, it's the same thing, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, it's still okay. Um, so that song like starts to slow and almost like drag out. Like, but when um, she gets when he first follows her, he like speeds past her and like spins out. That's what I said. He like cut her off. Oh, I thought you meant she was on the bridge already. No, no, no. And then she gets to the bridge, and that's where she's like falls over, and the um truck like is stopping at the like one end of the bridge, and it, the the music like slows like it's ah uh, fuck is there a word for that Rob like when it's doing that like it sounds know. like a cons- cassette tape is like burning or something yeah like burning burning out, out yeah. yeah yeah I mean it gets old the musical slow. word is retard what the musical word is retard you can just say that you don't have to make it all weird man just slow Think, down. things can be retarded but it's spelled with an I in music okay I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening <laughs> um then uh, Sackhead gets out of the car and like walks or truck and walks over to her and falls to his knees and pulls out a piece of glass in his stomach and falls to, then falls to the ground face first to the ground. He's yeah. cooked up pretty good. Floating um, face down. That's a good man. R.I.P. to the big homie. Rip. And uh, so as Kinsey's like on the main road, um, she's like walking along or stumbling along, and a mother and. Well, a mother's like driving like a truck, a uh, flatbed truck. No, not flatbed, like a pickup truck. Yeah. And with her son, who's like throwing a baseball up in the air, which they had to put that in there real quick, you know? Foreshadowing. Kind of. And um, so Kinsey like flags him down. And then when the lady like stops and gets out, Kinsey asks for help. But then Sackhead's walking up behind her. So the lady's like, yeah, fuck you, you bitch. See, and like, she, gets she taught everyone a lesson. She's like, you see, you didn't see Dollface. I see Sackhead. I'm out of here. Yeah, Bye. And then she gets back in the truck. But Kinsey's like hops in the back of the uh, truck bed. And as they start pulling away, Sackhead like hops up and he starts swinging his axe at Kinsey trying to decapitate. Cut that bitch. And this is obviously <laughs> paying homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. 110 percent yeah i've read that yeah uh and so he like swings a couple times but then kinsey is like backed up against the cab and she picks up a bat that's in the flatbed or like yeah. the back of the truck which you assume is the sun's and that's why he's throwing up the baseball into the air and he fuck she swings that bitch and hits that uh sackhead dude right in the fucking head knocking that bitch right the Some fuck more out cgi blood yes very much so um and he falls off the bed i he looks pretty much dead on the fucking road as they have a close up, but she's kind of like laughing hysterically, almost like in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Earlier in the movie, um, Luke says that she couldn't even uh, hold the baseball bat. Oh yeah, when she was little, you're right. Yep. yep. So that's good. I didn't even. I never picked that up. Really, I remember that. 
I heard it, but I don't. I didn't like think about it. I wrote it. Part. I wrote it down too, but we just skipped over that. The whole scene where she throws the rock at the mailbox. Yeah, they wouldn't let her play, and he's like, "Oh, that's what young older brothers are supposed to do," or something like that. Yeah. So they drive off like into the daylight. It cuts to the hospital where Kenzie's having like nightmares as she sits next to Luke, who's unconscious and looks to be in like a coma. Or oh yeah, that's like he's on like a that. ventilator. Yeah. Um, and so she gets up and she gets a drink of water and she hears like screaming. I had to turn up my TV so loud to be able to hear this, but she hears like screaming which sounds like it's out like in the hall area. So she's like, hello? And then there's a loud knock at the door, which scares her, causing her to drop the uh, water. And it's a close-up of her face, and then the screen goes black. Yeah, I've read that the noise was the... Uh, the jack-in-the-box, Yeah, it? That That's what she heard. It was the jack-in-the-box from when she got attacked by... Uh, I like didn't all hear when, it. I read it after like the fact. when it comes out of the thing, it because it didn't like pop out like a normal Jack in the Box. It was like a no, like the music that's or something. That's Dude, a, I turned up my TV so loud because we'll I could barely it hear it, and it sounds I didn't, like I didn't notice it. it sounds for something I read after. Yeah, it sounds like screams in the hallway, like so, far yeah. down in the hallway. It sounds like like somebody screaming. So I don't know if that's a night supposed to be a nightmare sequence. They don't, they don't like or it's, it's, it's just ambiguous. Decide. I would assume that th- all of them are dead. <laughs> Well, two of them are definitely dead, but Sackhead, like, he got his ass beat. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're definitively dead. I I think so. I read something that it's, like, also, like, the Michael Myers and thing least, that they don't but, die. Well, <laughs> two of them are dead, but it, it kind of leaves it open in case they wanted to make another one, which I don't think they should. I don't think they should. I didn't either. think they should make a second one, but then again, like, this one's actually good, so. I like the first one a lot. But, yeah, it's the end. Um, so Mark chose it, so we'll have Rob talk about it first. What what do you like, dislike, kills? What talk about it? Okay, so I'm the only one of the group who did not see the original uh strangers. So I guess my context of the film lacks that original piece, that original work, which actually I think benefits the film. For me, because I don't have any, I don't have, you don't I don't have to compare it to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying like, oh, they did it better in straight in the original film, or you know. So I'm not in that position at all. So this is me purely coming objectively, not having any exposure to the franchise at all, or to the two films at all. I thought it was a really good film. I liked it. Um, it had cool '80s slasher elements, but it also had a nice modern home invasion style that I really liked. Um, it had the kind of hallmarks, like I said, of slasher films, people, the killer walking you down, the killer appearing, you know, from the corner, almost like this force coming at you. I loved that. Uh, the kills I thought were really creative, not in the sense of like crazy happenings, but you allowing in Cindy's death scene, allowing Dollface to caress her from behind and, and draw that kill out. So it made that kill so personal, and I loved that. The camera work of uh, Luke getting stabbed in the pool, that long-drawn shot of him running towards the camera as Sackhead's running him down from behind, another great shot. I think that they did a great job with uh, this, the audio, with the visuals, with the kills. I, I think it was a good film. I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a perfect film, there's definitely editing inconsistencies and some jumps cuts that are questionable. I think I agree with what Mark said when we were talking about how they some things might have been filmed out of order or obviously not, you know, when you cut stuff together, 
sometimes stuff works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, most movies are filmed out of order. Right. They're almost never filmed in order. Exactly. And so sometimes what happens is depending on your production time, you don't have time to go back and maybe reshoot or fix something. So you just got to gotta edit together what you have and make it work. But I'm not going to say that really takes a huge amount away from this film. I definitely think it's a breath of fresh air in 2018, 20, well, what is this? It's 20, it was 2018. 2018 when, when we are still suffering from the paranormal hype, I think seeing films like this, seeing films like Halloween, seeing a return to the slasher format, but also with that nice kind of home invasion touch to it. I don't know. I like it. It just seems like a nice, it, 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 it's a nice touch different touch than what i'm used to seeing in modern horror films uh, so my favorite kill i was going to say initially when i saw as luke's kill was happening i was like this is my favorite kill but then he didn't really die he did so that Spoiler means alert. it automatically bumps right back to cindy that kill was really just methodical and just evil and you could tell even though you didn't see Dollface's face that she took pleasure in every single moment of what she was doing and the the sequence does a really good job of showing that so that's my favorite kill um my least favorite kill well i'm sorry now almost i want to say that that kills tied with the with pinup girl getting smacked that was good too I'm not used to the villains getting killed. It's a weird concept for me. Like multiple villains being killed in the film. So my least favorite kill, probably Marv and Aunt Cheryl because it was an off-screen kill. Yeah, for sure. I felt like with the amount of mutilation to the bodies and stuff, that could have been a really cool drawn-out sequence. But eh, you win some, you lose some. So I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Um... That's usually my benchmark for good. You'll rarely see me go too far. Once I'm in the eights and nines, I'm talking about great films. Like that's we've we've pretty much established we're talking about stuff like The Thing. It follows. So seven. That's good. Um, you don't have to watch the first film to watch this and enjoy it. I don't know if I'm correct in saying that, but this is from my own standpoint. I feel like I didn't have to watch The Strangers to enjoy this film. You're probably right. I could, I could, I sat down, I was able to come and enjoy it. Maybe I would have enjoyed it a little more if I had seen the first film. Maybe I would have enjoyed it less. I don't know. But I, I, after seeing this, I fully intend to go back and watch the original film because not only did I like this one, but um, all three of you guys have talked up that original film a lot. I know, Johnny, you said it's one of your favorites. I'm sure you'll touch on that. But yeah, that's where I stand. So, without, you know, to prevent the risk of being too long winded in my review, uh, I think. The host should decide who goes next. I think Johnny should go. All right. Um, yeah, I'll just touch on what you just said. The first one's probably my, if not my favorite, one of my favorite horror movies, um, which I can't believe I, did, I waited this long to see this. I think I kind of forgot about it. I think you, you asked me to see it when you guys went, but I don't know why I couldn't or didn't want to I think to you go. were on call. Uh, I might have been on call. We probably didn't send you an invite, though. <laughs> you might not have. Maybe not till after. Um yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't have any problems that most people do with online. It's just everybody's a critic about um, how they happen to always run into each other. 
but I think that's what makes this movie able to be so short, which I enjoyed because like um, you had mentioned, like the pacing was like really good. Um, rather than just watch a lot of drawn out walking and then running into each other, it just cuts right to it. And I think that just makes it for a quicker, more, I guess, um, intense movie. There's not a lot of downtime. Um, so that's something I enjoyed. My favorite kill was definitely Luke killing Pinup. Um, because like, I guess how he was so calm for so long and then it kind of shows like his breaking point and he just finally snapped and like stabbed the shit out of her. Like I thought that was cool. Um, least favorite kill. I don't think I really have any, any, but I guess I would just say Marv because that's the only one you don't really see because they were all, they all seemed real. And I think that's why I like this movie and the original so much because um, that's why I like these style movies because they're real and that's why they scare me. Like after the first one, I told Mark like when I went home, like I was <laughs> scared. Like that shit just has always spooked me, you know, like home invasion shit. Like when His I was a kid, that door was open. I always I looked under. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead serious. He texted me and said, dude, my sliding glass door is open. My mom never leaves it closed open. I mean, yeah, it's probably Jeff. Um <laughs> I, like, as a kid, like, I always checked on my closet and my bed. So like movies like this are just my go-to for like horror. Um, I'd probably give it an eight out of ten. With the original, I would give it ten out of ten. Guess we don't have to have you on if we ever do that. So <laughs> fuck it, whatever. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I, um, I'm gonna go because Mark gets the last say. Um, I agree with Johnny. The first. I remember seeing the first Strangers, and that movie fucked me up because it's so realistic. And then at the part where, spoiler alert, if you've never seen it, but when they say like, uh, "Why are you doing this?" and they just say, "You were home," you were home. That that's what fucks yeah. me up so bad. And like that, literally, could be anywhere, anytime, anyone. That that shit's like, there's no like, oh, I wanted to rob you, or there's this like big reason. It's just like, oh, well, you were home. It was something to do. And kind of like how she says why in not? this one, "Why not?" I, I feel like that wasn't as good as the first one, but um, yeah, that that movie definitely fucked me up. So coming into this one, I was so excited, and this one is so much different from the first one. I think the first one's a better home invasion movie, but the way this one isn't a slow burn. Like I love how the first one's a slow burn; it works so well. And usually those kind of movies are so drawn out and boring, but like this one is very good pacing. Like Johnny said, I I love how there doesn't fe- there doesn't feel like there's downtime. Um, other than the first like couple minutes of the movie when they're like getting ready and the like, exposition, yeah. Much. Other than that, like that's the couple five minutes of it. The rest of it like is smooth sailing. Yeah, and I, I, I love the pacing. There, there's no downtime to me. I, I feel like all the characters like do what they have to. Like Johnny said, there's a lot of happenstance where people run into each other, but because of that, there's no downtime. They're not drawing it out looking for each other. Um, there's a lot of coincidences, and I think another big thing people have a problem with online is when sackheads just all over the place at all times but that doesn't bother me it doesn't take away from anything um well that's like any it's like jason michael myers they're always but that's always like the joke with like jason is like oh he teleports like in some of the movies he literally teleports because he's just all over the place and like obviously these guys are more realistic they're not uh supernatural yeah zombrats are not supernatural but i love the fucking music in this the the soundtrack is great it's totally a callback to the 80s um i love how it pays okay so another big thing that people complain about is how this movie is either really cliche or has too many tropes 
or like um i don't know pretty much like or how it's so different from the first one but mm-hmm. the i don't think it's too many tropes or it's cliche they're paying homage to the old 80s movies and i think that's what really fucking works in this is they do it well in a modern setting and i read i I, sorry to cut you off i read about another one um he's used to it with me that the uh the scene where she dangles the keys in front of the door is paying homage to scream yeah i didn't remember a scene from that but i read that i I thought that too and i meant to mention that before i fucking like and that's what works about this movie pays homage to so many old movies and it knows where it's coming from and it doesn't try to like it didn't force them it just happened in the movie yeah and And if you catch it you catch it if you don't you don't and it's one of those if you know you know things yeah they're well written into the plot and i love older slasher movies and this is a new modern slasher but it's works so well um and not many movies can fucking do that um so i love how it pays homage it's simple like you know there's nothing out of the ordinary it's not fucking supernatural shit it's real people killing real people uh like the real world and i think the visuals are all good the way things are shot the only thing that's not visually good is the cgi blood to me i fucking cannot stand that in new movies but i get that that saves a little bit of time and but i prefer practical effects every time um i would say i want to give this an eight i really do but where the thing that pulls it down to a seven for me it's i'm giving it a seven is i don't think i would watch this too many times like there's certain movies where i can watch over and over and over this I can, but I don't think I would. I I didn't want. I don't think I've watched the original that many times either. But it's just, yeah. The, I don't think feel like I need to, but I don't think it takes away from the value of the movie. It's just I enjoyed it so much. Don't really need to see it. It's not like a re. It doesn't have rewatchability. Yeah. The the day this came that. out on Blu-ray, I bought it, and I didn't. I didn't even open it until today, so to like watch it again. Um, my favorite kill is. I want to say Mike when he gets like stabbed in the throat and that whole like sequence of him with the thing in his stomach because that's just so drawn out and fucking creepy. It it like is awkward to watch, but it, it it's really effective visually and the way he turns on the music, like all of that works so well for me. The, my least favorite is definitely Uncle Marvin, Aunt Cheryl. Uh, I just wish with as mutilated as they kind of show, you can't really, it's in the shadows and you still can't see what's going on and I wish they went more into that, at least showing what the fuck they look like um, because in the first scene where they get on the sheet pulled off on me, it's hard to really see. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. How about you, Marky Mark? It's your movie. Let's hear it. Yeah. So we and Kyle saw this when it first came out, and immediately when I like the movie ended, I was like had mixed feelings because I loved the first one so much, and I'm always against. I guess like. See if I don't know. I can't. I can't compare them to like Michael, Jason, or Freddie. If they died, I'd be I'm like, oh, it sucks. But I like these characters, and I think the for me at least, knowing this is the sequel to the first one kind of makes it a worse movie. I still enjoy the movie, but if this movie was titled something different and didn't ha- and had different people in masks, I think it would. I would like it more. But knowing because like honestly, the three characters since they're played by different people, they the the killers, whatever you want to call them, they don't even act the same to me. Like they feel different. Like the way their characters move around and run and, and do stuff like that. They feel different than the first one. I don't like that. They didn't use the same actors at all. Like the people. Yeah. Behind the masks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. For me, they feel different. I feel like Like, there's no reason they couldn't have done that, but I I feel like it's probably money wise, but that's almost the same shit with like the Friday 13th movies. 
they like all sure. the Jasons were for the most part were played by different people on almost every one, and they all had their own take on Jason. Yeah, but I'm saying to me this feels like notable. They're notably worse than the first one. Yeah. So if you see the first one and then go into this, I think you're not going to enjoy it as much. But you enjoyed it, and so did Johnny. So I love home invasion movies. So I think it would do better if it was named something different. I love the '80s music. I'm all about that. The Sydney, the Sydney kill. Cindy. Cindy mm-hmm. is like my one of my favorite kills ever. Um, I don't like how they die because I want I want them to live. So that's 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 one thing that kind of um, irritated me. If you remember when we went to Monster Mania that year, or it might have been the week after that, and they, someone was cosplaying them, and I said, "Why do you guys got to die? You couldn't kill them." <laughs> yeah, I I remember as soon as we left the theaters, we were kind of both like. Kind of sucks that they died. Yeah, because I enjoyed it, and I, when that movie ended, I wanted them to make another one. And I know they were talking about it for literally ten years of them making it. Yeah, literally ten years, pretty much. Yeah, almost. And it finally got it made. And when I saw the trailer, I'm like, eh. I I enjoyed the first one more with the like kind of like stalking and and whatnot, like yeah. where they'd be in the shadows and they wouldn't be there. So that's why I feel like I don't know, like especially the pinup girl, whatever she is. That scene when she's like, we just started or something pisses me off. I feel like she was very underused in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if she pissed somebody off, but like, or they just couldn't find an actress that actually mm-hmm. could play her, but I don't know why she's in like two scenes. And yeah. I like the kills. So overall, I'd like the movie. If it, I, like I said, if it was named something different, I would enjoy it a lot more. So I'm going to give it a six out of 10 because of how much I love the first one. So my favorite kill, obviously, you know, and then the, sec- the same thing would be with um, the Marvin, whatever the f- other person's name is, Aunt Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah. So I definitely said, rec- if you like horror and slashers, this is right up everyone's alley, I'm assuming. Everyone should check it out. Yeah. Other than that, that's it for The Strangers Pray at Night 2018. All right. So we're going to move into the next pick, which is Rob's. So... Coming soon to a theater near you. Rob, what's your uh, next pick, buddy? So, for our next review, we will be taking a look at a remake based on our lists from the previous recording from 1986, The Fly. Okay. So, The Fly it is... um... We don't have any new reviews or messages or anything like that, but somebody did rate us five stars again, but they didn't write a review. Or they did write a review, and they had like foul language in it, That's, and it just wasn't posted, which is another possibility. Yeah. So again, we would really appreciate it if you would um, rate and review our podcast on op- Apple Podcasts, um, but don't put any like offensive language because they will not post it. Um, if you want, you can always email us at vintagehorrorpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, and you can even message us there at Vintage Horror Podcast, or you could tweet to us at Vintage Horror underscore. Uh, Mark runs that, and he ain't really doing much, <laughs> so give him something to do. Uh, that's everything for us. Uh, well, I want to thank Johnny for being our first ever guest. Yeah. And I really appreciate Thanks, it was fun. Appreciate you being on here. We appreciate Johnny. And we, wasting your Saturday night with us, sweating in an apartment. We wouldn't be here yeah, if it wasn't hot. for you, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny was here day one, man. Yeah. Helping us set up. Uh, he gives us a lot of ideas. He's one of our biggest supporters, if not the biggest, and we really appreciate it. Thanks. All right, see you guys. Thank you. See you.